Hey, hey, this is my music, dude. This is the music that I start my day with right here. This is champion music. It's almost like it's like when you're coming in the ring, wrestling. Champion, big move. You already know what it is. Kitchen talk. You know how we coming. Yeah. Oh man, I feel good, man. What's going on, Georgie? How are you? We got a special episode today. Shout out to the whole staff. Shout out to uh, Holla. Holla Maracas not here. Free Ricky. Shout out to Coach Golf, Squeaks, my man Petey, Steph. Oh man, we got a we got a uh, we got a, 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 a big big episode this week. You know, I want I want I want you to make a round of applause for somebody that been interviewing me for years. Yes, my man, my brother DJ Envy. What's up, my guy? Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for being here. Thank y'all. Thanks for being here, E. Thank you. You do this every single day, man. I want to talk to you about so many things. I want to talk about real estate. I want to talk about cars. I want to talk about sleep. I want to talk about mixtape game, DJ game coming yeah. up in New York City. I want to talk about a couple of things, man. Nothing's off the table. Whatever you want to ask. This me. is what I'm talking about, man. Nothing. How you been, though? I'm good, man. I'm really, really good. Really blessed. Really happy. I'm in a, a place in my life where it just it's just everything's coming together, so I'm good. I like that, man. And I, I feel like I tell people that all the time. Like you gotta, you gotta exude happiness. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy, and my kids is happy. My wife is happy. My family's happy. My Dope. friends around me is happy. Dope. So I'm good. And it was a journey to get there. Hell yeah, you was part of that journey. I was part of that journey, <laughs> man. You was part of that journey. Damn, hey, give me something right there. I was part of that journey, man. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. God it started damn. off let him, bad. Let him answer. Oh not you. Not you. <laughs> let him answer. It started off bad, but we became real cool and real and, and good brothers. Okay. Mm. How, how did we meet, E? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Let me see. Let me hear your story. What was we, your story? It was a club. Because uh-huh. you know I was I was cool with, with the Queens guys. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Webb. Free, uh, Webb just got home. Webb's I home. spoke to us. I, I, yeah, I just spoke to him. Yeah. On Facetime the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Nitty. Shout out to to the guys. Rest in peace, Black Bull. Um, and I was cool with all the all the Queens guys. They were like helping <laughs> me on the mixtape circuit. They cut Master C, Clue, and then you know these are the names that you wanted to be. You wanted to be on these mixtapes because this was at the time if you wasn't on the mixtapes, you wasn't popping. Correct. And um, DJ Envy and we was in a party one night and um. I don't know if it was Webb that introduced us or was somebody, but something happened. It was almost like a a, a, a fight between one of my guys and and, and actually it, D. Oh, no, Mel. Was it Mel? Brooklyn Mel. Yeah, my man Mel. Mel, yeah. So what happened, the real story <laughs> is when Mano came home, <laughs> Mano had this uh, reputation of <laughs> going up to any DJ in the club and forcing them to play his record. Mm. And if you didn't Allegedly. if you didn't play his record, you would meet the hand of God. <laughs> so that was his it's reputation. Interesting. Interesting. So law. when Mano walked in the club, we already knew what it was and we were playing defense because we knew we knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Mano sent one of his peoples up there to get his record played. <laughs> and it wasn't a hey, how you doing? I'm so and so. Can you play my artist record? It was Mano's here play his fucking record. <laughs> Wow. So we were on defense, and this was before DJ Envy was, you know, the nice guy that I am now. Like, we, <laughs> the stories, the, the, that's why. I, it didn't go uh, the way he thought it was going to no, go. No, no, no. So he came and they said, you know, this, play the record. And we was like, no, fuck you. We're not playing no fucking record. And it became a thing, like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And Webb, Webb, shout to my brother Webb. He was in the club that night, and Mano was in the club that night. He came running up, and he introduced us the right way. Mm-hmm. And from there, me and Mano had a conversation. Me and Mano, he told me all the people he slapped, all the people he chased. We had, like, <laughs> a conversation. <laughs> wow. And we became family mm-hmm. to the point where there's been a couple of times where we were in a club fighting other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like no, yeah. like... like I'm a DJ. Yeah. Right. He's a, he's a thug that just got home. <laughs> and me and him are fighting other people. Like him saying, Envy, tuck in your chain is about to go down. Type thing. Wow. Envy, you got the tutu in your shoe? Like yeah. it's about like that type of wow. shit. Like crazy. Like we became brothers. Every night we're out. We used to go out. You used to hit me like, yo, we going out. We going to club show. We going to lobby. We yes. out. And we became family. Like like to the point where it was... It was it was crazy, right? One story I'm gonna tell, right? And this is this is why I'm so surprised they so cool right now. We in the club. It's me, eighty, and Mano. No, it was me, you and Buck. Was, was it Buck? It was Buck. Buck, okay, Buck. Yep, it was me, you and Buck. Eighty was outside, you mm-hmm. right? And Mano had a problem with Jim Jones. I knew we was going there. Mm-hmm. Right, so we in the club. Jim Jones had about forty with him, mm-hmm. and it was three of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mano don't back down. I don't care if Mano's by himself. If he's mm-hmm. with 20, Mano's not backing down. And I'm counting with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's one, that's two, that's three, that's four, that's six, that's seven, that's eight. So Mano, you know, Mano say, yo, e, put, your chuck, put your chain in, let's go. <laughs> so Mano's my brother. So I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck it, let's go. So we about to fight 40 of them, right? I knew we were about to get our ass whooped. Mano went in his pocket like he had the hammer on him. Like, Mano looked like he had the machine gun on him. He had me fooled, right? <laughs> I said, how this nigga get this shit in here? And Mano stepped back. Well, what y'all want to do? And it made him pause where enough where they believed him. And we walked out the club. And when, when we walked out, we seen 80. And the rest of Brooklyn was there. And it was like, God was like, oh. Right. <laughs> but there was so many instances was, like that. That's why I'm surprised of, that Mano and Jim Jones was cool. Because so many different times, it could have went left to right. But yeah. it was it was like that in New York. Did you time. feel like every time you went out with him, like you had to prepare? Like, damn, he, he want me to go out. I got to I gotta prepare. Like, I got to have whatever I need to have. Or I got to have people around. Like, did you feel like it uh, was nah, going to escalate was, every we time? we was always good. It was just that situation. You. We was always good. We're going to talk about a lot today. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you You're why. looking at me like I'm asking the no, wrong question. No, because it's not about I... me. It's about Andrew. <laughs> I'm coming here. It is, but I know. Try to make it about me because I'm. I've been around a long all this time, Jermaine. I know how you are. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. We're we going to talk about <laughs> a lot today. Because Mano don't know why I stopped fucking with Mano for a minute. Do you know? I do know oh, you why. Do know. We had a conversation. I right? do know Love why. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Let's go back a little bit because before we got to that journey, you started your journey earlier before that. Correct. And a lot of people don't know that you started. You started with Clue, actually. Yeah. So for most people don't know, I, um, me and Clue live on the same block. And yeah, I grew up on the same block. Same block. You always know him. You know him always as Ernesto. Know. Ernesto, right. Did you always have a hat on? Never seen Nah, they never had a hat on. So Ernesto lived across the street from me. So Ernesto, we played ball, we rode bikes, and he was just my guy, my brother. And uh, one day, I'm at the, at the bus stop, and he pulls up in a, in a 315 BMW. Back then, that's gold. That's right. Like, that's like the Bentley. Bentley right now. Right. So he pulls up. So I run, you know, run up the bus stop. I'm like, yo, what you doing to make money? And he was like, yo, come to my house after school. I'll show you. So I thought he was selling drugs. At the time, like, I didn't, you know, I'm like any other kid. I wanted money. I wanted jewelry. I wanted cars. I wanted sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go fuck and see what, I'm going to go fuck with and see what Ernesto's doing. 
I went to his house after school. His mom let me in and says, you know, Ernesto's downstairs. I go downstairs. When I walk in his basement, I see records and tape players and turntables and posters. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, I'm a DJ. I was like, well, what's your DJ name? He was like, Clue. I said, Clue that's selling mixtapes? He was like, yeah. Now, mind you, I used to sell Clue tapes, bootleg them mm. at my school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you DJ Clue? He was like, yeah. And that's where it started. I was like, word. I was like, I want to be a DJ. Fuck that. And he got him. He told me what to buy, what mixer, what equipment, what this, what that. And that started So me. you never was a DJ before that? No, never. He, he turned me on to DJing. And my DJ name was DJ Shrimp. Shrimp? <laughs> where did that come from? I was like five foot two, five foot three in high school. So I was small. Oh. So I was a little guy. I had glasses, braces. Oh. I was the little guy. Oh, okay. And I was DJ Shrimp. And then I just had a growth spurt, went from five foot to six foot in one year. And then and it went from there. When I first, I, I was, I remember getting the first mixtape, uh, a DJ Envy mixtape. But it felt like you was from Queens, but you was in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So when I started DJing, um, the Envy name came because it was DJ Shrimp, which was me, and my brother DJ Mono. Together, we went to a, a, a white high school, so we called ourselves, we used to say that the white kids used to envy us. So it was Envy Productions on the mm-hmm. tape. It used to just say Envy. Um, we weren't making no money. And at the time, he was like, yo, I ain't fucking doing this. I'm going to go fuck with the girls. I'm going to fuck with the chicks. You keep doing mm-hmm. this. Mind you, I had glasses and braces. I wasn't fucking with no chicks. No chicks was fucking with me. <laughs> right. And I was five foot four. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to keep doing it. And I kept doing it, so I started bringing it to the African bootleggers. And they'd be like, oh, you got the new Envy. Oh, Envy. And it just stuck. Oh. They just started calling me Envy. I just dropped the shrimp in Envy. But then I went to college at Hampton University. I went to HU. Shout out to Hampton. Um, and that was my best experience because at college, it made me not just be a New York DJ. Now I got roommates from Mississippi. I got roommates from Louisiana. Mm. I got roommates from L.A. I got roommates from Indiana. So they all bringing my mixtape back to their hometown. And it just started growing from there. So your network was a little bit bigger because this was a time when like it wasn't like what it is now right you for artists that was coming up like it was about actually being on certain people's mixtapes it, it over having your own mixtape mm-hmm. now you you make your own mixtape and you put it out or whatever but this is the time like if you wasn't on a clue if you wasn't on a case slay mm-hmm. if you wasn't on a, a envy a big mic like you wasn't really nobody correct right so how did you like stand out because it was so many DJs, it was so oversaturated. Right. So, and no disrespect to no DJ out there, but when I was coming up, I wanted to make myself different than all the rest of the DJs. So, if you think about the rest of the DJs, right? And no disrespect, I love them all. If you think about it, what do you think? You think about overweight, mm. not fly, mm. um, real regular, mm. and I was like, I'm gonna be the opposite. I'm gonna be. I came up with the name Something Like a Rapper. DJ Envy, a.k.a. Something Like a Rapper. Where I'm like, I'm going to be the fly nigga. I'm going to dress fly. I'm going to wear the jewelry like these rap niggas. I'm going to buy the cars like these rap niggas. And I'm going to cater to the women. So oh, they were catered, they catered, they started catering. If you think about it, no disrespect, if you think about SNS or Mr. C or Funk Flex or Craig G or Clark Kent. Like, think, Shut the fuck up. Think about, think about those DJs back then. Right. You think overweight, sweaty, rag yeah. on their face. Right. Now you think of me. A lot of sweat. Fly, DJ, always with the new shit, jewelry. I came a different way. Mm. So the chicks fuck with me. Mm-hmm. So I would play to the chicks. At first it was a problem because the promoter's like, yo, we ain't making no money. It's just chicks in this shit. But then what happened? The hustlers and the niggas was like, no, we're going to fuck with Envy Park. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's what 
And then it started to roll. And that became my way of, of standing out from what they did. And I just followed my own lane. DJ Envy, something like a rapper. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. That was, was your Iverson thing. The DJs. That was your thing back then. Something like a rapper. Got cribs like rappers, cars yeah, like Yeah, you rappers. was talking crazy. Yeah. You was talk you would say that. Yeah, all day. You was talking crazy. But how did you get on the radio though? Because I feel like it was a transition because it was like, but it happened fast. So it was like, I remember the project y'all did. Right, so it was the the, uh, the Desert Storm Block Gang thing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then you was like on the radio, but it was fast though. Yeah, so when radio happened, I wasn't in the DJ clique. Uh, this was before I did the Desert Storm deal. I wasn't in the clique, so I wasn't a heavy hitter. I wasn't a big dog pit bull. I wasn't with none of the cliques. I stood on my own, and I never wanted to be in the clique, nor did I ever want to start a clique, right? Mm. I just didn't want to follow up a, a, another nigga. Like, that wasn't my thing. And I never wanted to have niggas be like, oh, you, you this clique, no. I want you to create your own. I'm going to help you. And there's many DJs, if you ask, they'd be like, Envy, help me. But I wanted to create my own, so I never joined the clique. So it was hard to get on Hot 97 at the time if you wasn't a big dog, pit bull, or heavy hitter. Mm. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. So I was hot in the mixtape. So they, they decided to pick four DJs to come on radio, right? They picked K Slay, uh, Who Kid, it was Green Lantern, and DJ Threat. Left me out. Clue was already on it? Clue was already on. Left me out. I was mm. sick. Sick, sick, sick. Pissed off. I'm like, I'm the hottest nigga out here. Ain't hiring me. I'm like, I bet. DJ Threat dies. He passes away right. on the motorcycle. Right, right. I remember Threat. So then they said, all right, we're going to give Envy a chance. So they let me in the door. Once they let me in the door, they had a problem. Mm. So now I'm at the radio station every day, learning everything, learning the boards, learning how to tape on Vox Pro, learning everything. And then what happened? Angie Martinez becomes pregnant. So they was like, he's the only one here. Let's give him a shot. So they put me in the filling for Angie Martinez. First day I had to interview the Roots. Mm. But let me understand. Let me, let me, it, it had to be something that you had, right? Like a, like sort of like a gift some, somewhere. Because when you think about DJs, you don't necessarily think about a personality. Right. So it had to be something that they saw. Now, what I, what I want to ask you is that, was it, was it your idea to be a personality Mm -hmm. Or did it just fall in your lap? Did you want to be a personality on, on the radio? Yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to Funk Flex and what he did and how he controlled the city. And that's what I wanted. Were I you said, building your relationships like within that? Like while you was doing no, it before no. they put you None of them fuck with me. None of, none of those DJs fuck with me to this day. The only DJ that fuck with me halfway is Mr. C. Uh, outside of that, none of them fuck with me. None of them at all. Clue. You and Clue. Clue's my brother. But right. outside of that... None of them fuck with me like that. None of them gave me a chance. None of them gave me a shot. I took everything. Mm. So that's why I take it personal. Like when I when I kick when I kick in these doors, I take it personal. None, none of them fuck with me. So when I did it, you know, I had to the first day I remember I had to in, interview the roots. First interview of my life. Mm -hmm. Worst interview ever. <laughs> because the roots expected to see Angie Martinez. Mm -hmm. So now I'm here, a new guy that they don't know, and I'm and I'm like, all right, the roots, new project. So how was working the project? Good. Oh, okay. Well, uh, tell me who's on the album. A bunch of people. <laughs> that's, how wow. they, that's how the interview went. Wow. So after that day, I remember Tracy Clarity called me. I was like, you know what? You're not ready for prime time. So what we're going to do, we're going to put you on middays where you don't really have to talk to people. And we're going to put Sunny in afternoons. Sunny. And that's, and that's how it started. And then, you know, Angie Martinez, she was on, uh, she was on leave for having a baby for like a year and a half. And I just kind of just practiced on middays. Wow. Because every DJ doesn't go on the radio actually wanting to be a personality, I think. Mm -mm. A lot of them go in actually just wanting to DJ. Correct. Right? Because 
that is what, what you do, DJ. But to be a personality is something totally different. Now, I personally watched this happen. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because this is around the time when, when me and you really first clicked, and I'm coming up on the mixtapes, and I'm watching you go from all from like with Sonny, and then it was Miss Jones that, would you say that Miss Jones show actually popped you off? Uh, it started with Joe Button. Joe Button was doing it first. So, yeah, so what happened was Star and Buckwild left mornings. Mm -hmm. And Tracy Clority gave Joe Buttons a shot to do mornings. At the time, Webb was managing Joe. Right. And said, the only reason, I, the only way I put Joe in mornings is if Envy's with him. And that gave me my spot. So Joe, and I love Webb and Eddie to this day. So when Joe decided he didn't want to do it no more, Joe left. They brought in Miss Jones, and me and Miss Jones connected. And when me and Miss Jones connected, she kept me there for three, four years. And that's why I kind of learned how to do morning radio. Because Miss Jones is one of the best ever right. at morning radio. And she right. taught me how to, you know, do interviews. But the one thing that she taught that, that can't, well, it's, it, she couldn't teach it. But the one thing that I learned from her is she could pull a topic out of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, she could pull mm -hmm. a topic. Like, right now, we could sit here and talk. And she could be like, you know, hey, she's putting too much breadcrumbs in there. Do you use breadcrumbs when you cook right. and make it a topic? <laughs> make it a topic. She was able to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, you got black and white socks on, or you racist because you have black and white socks on. Let's talk <laughs> about it. It's possible. He could be one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's what she was able, that's what she taught me how to do, which was able for me to, to do everything. Right, so because it is a skill. Skill, yeah. It's I not mean. just go, going on radio and just getting on the mic and just talking. It's an actual skill of being able to converse, being able to ask questions, the right questions, knowing mm -hmm. when to pull back, knowing when to engage. True. So it, it, it is a skill, and I'm learning more as I go do what I'm doing mm -hmm. as, far as, the, as far as the show. So I got a I gotta, I gotta deep respect. And Miss Jones actually was one of the first ones because I, I, I was getting on the case slaves, I was getting on night radios, but then she pulled me up on morning radios for some of my you know, antics, you, and you, you helped that mm -hmm. because I knew you. Mm -hmm. And you kind of was the one that was like, nah, man, you know what I mean? And it was a shooting and it was, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Let's bring him up. <laughs> let's bring him up. It went over somebody's head, right? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. It's, let's bring him up. So yeah, I, I definitely remember that. Is that where like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of beef and issues started to happen with you? Um, with other, 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 other like uh, DJs or like or other jocks. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think once, I mean, once you start doing radio, for for everybody, everybody thinks the radio person is soft. That's that's regardless. And then the fact that I'm light skinned they just automatically think I'm super light skin. Thing. It's a, it's a thing. I'm, it's I'm they just glad I'm dark skin. Oh yeah, it's, my it's, god! It's, you know, you, you know, you're light skin, so you're soft, and then you do radio, so you're super soft. So. That's that's what comes with it, you know what I mean, and it, and it is what it is. It's, it's people will try you, and if you let them try you, it's it, you know, you lose forever. Do you what feel like you've been tried a lot? Like, do you feel like as a radio person, like people purposely try you, not because you're light skin, but just because you're you're in that spotlight? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I, we got stories and days and days that people are trying me, but it's just one of those things. At the end of the day, I'm a man, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the stories that I have is like. It's just when you when you try, you just it's, at the end of the day, I'm a man, so nobody's gonna do too much. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we could talk about some of them stories. I don't care. So like the the funniest story, LeBron James' uh, mother's boyfriend at the time, the real Lambo. Mm -hmm. Her, hold on, remember LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James' James's mother boyfriend, boyfriend at the time? Okay, Charlemagne was shitting on him all morning long. Mm -hmm. So I go out to live. I'm at live. Me and my wife at live. 
Mm-hmm. Real Lambo's there with 10, 15 niggas. Steps to me. What's up? What's up with all that shit you talking? What's up? What you want to do? And we, we face to face and live. And I'm talking, and at the time, I used to carry my tutu in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> tutu in my shoe. Tutu in my shoe. I got two shots, you gonna back the fuck up off me. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he seen I didn't back down and what it was. Now mind you, it's just me and my wife. When he right. seen that, right. he had a different respect for me. Right. As you a man. And, 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 and these are several stories of people. Yeah. It's 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 cool because I play that character on the radio. But it's, it's, at the end of the day, I'm a man. Like, at the end of the day, we could fight. And then, you know, we could pick each other up at the end of it and be like, good fight and keep it moving. It could go any way, but I'm a man. Did you ever have a relationship with, with Flex? No. Never? Never. Never was cool? No. Never was friends? Never. Never called each other and say, yo, man, you watching that show on Netflix? Never. Never. Why? Not even when y'all was at the radio station? Never. Why is that? Um, I think one, because I think Flex seen my grind and seen me coming up and I think he viewed me as competition. I think two, I wasn't a big dog pit bull. And I think three, I didn't play by anybody's rules. I did me. I did me totally me. They never seen a beast like me. Like I was the first DJ to create doing three shows a night. Mm. One in Jersey, mm. one, in, one in New York, and then the strip club after. That mm. was me. And then I would sleep at the station, get an hour in, and then do the morning show with Miss Jones. Then after that, I went to Virgin Records because I was uh, working at Virgin. Like, that was me. Nobody could ever say Envy didn't grind and Envy didn't work. It's so crazy to me how you would think that people would want to get closer to you because of your grind and because even though they may view you as competition, but it's like we can be better together than better apart. But it seems like the way you explain it in the DJ world is like, nah, you stay over there, you stay over there, you stay over there, and you competition, I don't want nothing to do with you. That's that's how it is in the DJ world. Other than, other than me, like I don't, like I try, I help DJ Self, and he ain't with, with me. I didn't help uh, Mono, who's my brother. I didn't help Hollywood. I didn't help P-Dub. I didn't help so many DJs that, I don't have signed to me, nor do I want signed to me. Mm-hmm. I just help genuinely. When mm-hmm. put it like this, think about it like this: when the pandemic happened, right, mm-hmm. and all the DJs were hurt, the bartenders were hurt, uh, strippers were hurt. Everybody supported and did funds for them. Who was the only one that did a fund for the DJs and mm. gave every DJ money? Wow! I raised over two hundred, I think like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the DJs. That's did that, and I gave every DJ some money. And it wasn't just the DJs I know. I would hit DJ. people and hit a and was like, yo, send me a list of DJs that you know that's fucked up. Send me their cash up. We're going to send them money. Wow. Yo, send me the DJs that's fucked up. And if you talk to DJs now, like when, to this day, when I go do a club with a DJ, they be like, yo, you don't know me, but I just want to say thank you because during the pandemic, I was fucked up, and that money that you gave me would help me buy food, help mm. me buy pants, right. help that's me get amazing. gas. Nobody else did that. Think about it. They, they like really think about it. All these DJs out there, right? Nobody else did that. That's Ain't crazy. that wild? That's yeah, crazy. That's really crazy. So it's it's interesting that you said that you never had a a, a relationship with Flex, mm-hmm. and that a lot of the DJs and a lot of the personalities that you had that fallouts with. Did you ever have a relationship with Star where y'all was cool? Never. So y'all never was cool. Never. Wow. So what what was the issue that he had actually with you? Um, I don't think he had an actual issue with me. He had an actual issue with Miss Jones. They work with each other. Mm. And they were going back and forth. And he said some, some craziness about her child. Mm. And I thought it was foul. You know, I, I don't think you talk about somebody's kids. You don't talk about somebody's wife. 
Like, you know what I mean? If you have a problem with that person, you bring it to that person. Mm-hmm. And that's when me and him had our issues. Did you ever run into him? Um, nah, we seen each other one time and it got, it got a little nasty. Everybody running in between. But besides that, nah, nah, not really. Radio beef, right? Because I, I, I always felt like when Flex go at other, other DJs, I always felt like it wasn't personal. You, did, did you and Flex ever go back and forth? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Me and Flex, we, we've had conversations where I think he took it too far and I popped up at his club and we had conversations. Really? Yeah, absolutely. F- ready for action? Yeah, I, I need to have a conversation. You know what? And, and, um, <laughs> and the funny thing about it is most of my beef with Flex comes from Clue. Why is that? Because he be jumping all over Clue head every now and then. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's real. Like, like, so he's basically guilty by association. Yeah, and it's not even guilty by association. It's Clue is my brother. That's right. right. Like, Clue is my brother. Ernesto. And if you go at Clue, you go at me. Mm-hmm. Clue is, is mild-mannered. He, not, he, don't, he don't go back at you. He don't care. It's, it's him. But it's like Clue is like having that, that and I don't want to say that, that brother that you have that's just chill. So right. you want to protect that brother. Right. So most of the problems I had and beefs that I have is, I don't want to say protecting Clue, because somebody steps out of line with Clue, and I'm quick to snap back. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. That's right. Oh, Virgo oh. Nation. Come on, one second. Come on. Jesus Virgo. Christ. That's right. We ride hard. We go hard. And, I, and I had the platform. Mm-hmm. You remember, the Breakfast Club is huge, so now it's, it's, that's what it was. So, you know, me, me and Flex had a, a, a bunch of conversations where we talked about it, and Flex was like, nah, this is just radio and... I'm How like, does that conversation go? Like, you at the club, you ready, you see Flex? Uh, I mean, one time, it, it was a club in Jersey, and just me and my man Danny popped up right on him. He was DJing at the club, and I was like, what's up? And he was like, nah, this is just wrestling. And I don't, it's, it's, to him, it's wrestling. It's just radio. Mm. But that's, me, not, that's what I get from when he do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, just, but, but I had to learn that. I heard right. to learn. Like, he's, he wanted, he, he's into the go back and forth. And then another time, shout to Sean Prez. You know, he set up a conversation. I think the last conversation we had where we kind of mellowed it out, I think we, as men, we shook on it. You know, he don't say nothing ill will towards me. I don't say nothing ill to will towards him, and we just leave it at that. We just right. we both coexist in the space, you know what right. I mean? But, you know, now don't get it twisted. I, I respect everything he's done. That's right. Like, everything that man has done from the radio to the car shows to the businesses that he created, he set that platform for all the DJs, you know what I mean? And was able to pass that torch to a bunch of them, but he was able to to, to set that that tone for it. You know what I mean? Because it was a time when he was doing the car shows. Absolutely. Now that's kind of your thing now. Yep. Yep. So what I did with the car shows, I took everything about car shows that I like, and then I took out everything that I didn't like. And now just his car show. Shout to Greg Street's car show. Greg Street, that's right. Shout to shout Street. to all uh, the international car. I went to all these car shows and just seen what I liked and then what I didn't like, and then I took out what I didn't like and then created my own show. Nice. The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I remember that I was starting, and I had Angela on the show, and I told her, and I don't know if you even knew when when G Spin came to uh, to one hundred and five, he had called me and he, and he talked about doing this new show, mm-hmm. right? And he and he told he he already had you in Charlemagne, and I had met Charlemagne already, and obviously I knew you, but then he asked me about a girl. He was like, "Yo, I'm thinking about this girl over in on satellite named Angela Yee. You know her?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's I, I fuck with her. Like, she dope." And he he asked me what my pain was on co-signing her to do the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, hell yeah! Like, you should you should do that." And he was like, "I bet." And it and it happened. And mm-hmm. now we what ten years, eleven years, eleven in. years. Yes, 
11 years in. You know, the Breakfast Club started. I left Hot 97 and went to Power, right? Why did you leave, though? I didn't want to leave. I was forced. Let me tell you why. I was doing the show to Knew It Too. I remember. Knew It Too was a show that, that we created at Hot 97 that just played exclusives at 2 o'clock. And I wanted more. So my whole thing was, I'm a, I'm, mind you, I'm, I'm one of the hottest DJs in the streets. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was like, yo, I'm going to force him to give me a better position. Give me middays. Give me overnights. Give me something. So I was like, yo, pretty much, low. if you don't sign, if you don't give me something else, I'm going to leave. Go to the other side. But I was just saying it as a bluff. Oh, they, you wasn't really getting offered over there. No, I mean, they were talking, but I was just, wasn't. I wasn't, I was bluffing. I didn't want to leave. I'm like, no disrespect at the time. Power was a sinking ship. Mm. You know what I mean? Hot 97 was, think about it. Hot 97 had, at the time, Siphon Rosenberg That's was right. in the mornings. You had Middays was, I enough. Got, no, it was um, Big Dennis was Middays. Afternoons was Angie Martinez. Uh, evenings was Flex. And night was, uh, I can't remember, probably Scoop. So Hot 97 was the shit. So mm. I was like, I don't want to leave that. This, we on the Yankees. I don't want to go. But then when I called the bluff, they was like, well, you know, I see what's going on, man. We wish you the best. We have nothing for you. I was like, huh? It was like, we have nothing for you. So when I went to, to do my deal with Power, I, they, Power signed me, and I made less at Power than I did at Hot 97. Oh, see, people think, thought that you went over there and got more money. No, I didn't get no. No, I got less money. I got the minimum when I went over so, there. So because you, you, you went over there, actually, it wasn't you didn't go... It wasn't the Breakfast Club yet. No, you went over there. As, I did afternoons. afternoons. When I when I find, when I signed my first contract there, I didn't even have a lawyer look at it. There was nowhere to go. It wasn't like I had a choice. So I did it, and I, I said, it. and this one, and I told the program director at the time, I said, "Yo, I'm gonna do these because my deal was for two years or three years." I said, "I'm gonna do these two years." I said, "But when these two years is over, I'm gonna stick you up." He's mm. like, "What you mean?" I said, "Ain't nobody in the city gonna outwork me." I said, "So I'm gonna stick you up." So after the first year. He was like, yo, we really need a morning show. The station needs a morning show. I was doing afternoons. Right. And he was like, do you want to do mornings? And I'm like, no. He's like, why not? I said, nigga, I ain't waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning no more. This is good. I ain't got to worry about nothing. I could coast. And he was like, they threw money at me. Double my salary. I'm like, nope. Triple my salary. I'm like, nope. Quadrupled it. I was like, okay, we could talk. (laughs) And he was like, I want to do the DJ MV morning show. Because it was supposed to be my show in the morning. Mm. Right? The way I looked at it, though, I was like, if this shit don't work, I'm finished. So I was like, let's do that. I said, so I was like, yo, I want to create a show where all three members have equal share. Because now, mind you, let's say, you know, to do the DJ MB show in the morning and the shit fails. Where can DJ MB go from there? Mm. But if it's, a, if it's a collective show and it fails, ah, right, yo, that shit fail. I can go back to doing afternoons. Oh, you didn't want all that weight on you? I didn't want that weight on me. Smart. All right, so when it came to the Smart. show, I knew that if... It was a collective, and it failed. I can go back in the afternoons. Mm. So what happened was Charlemagne had lost his job. He got fired from an, another job, and he was sending the program director skits and funny shit. Did you know Charlemagne? I knew him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we. I mean, we all know each other. We weren't right. best friends. Or right. Cool. But I knew him from being in the industry. So the program director was like, "Yo, I want you to work with Charlemagne." Right, and I was like, "Fuck no, I ain't working with him." And he was like, "Why not?" I said, "The nigga got fired three times." He's got five. I got two kids at the time. I'm like, I, I can't. He was like, no, he's, he's, he's calmed down. You know, he know what he did wrong. So I had a conversation with Charlemagne, and he was excited. He was like, let's do it. And he had the same goals as me. Like, Charlemagne is a workaholic like me. 
So we worked well because we, we worked. And I was like, bet. And then it was like, well, we want to bring in Angela Yee. And I was like, fuck no. And it was like, why? I'm like, she's on Sirius Satellite Radio and she curses like a sailor. I'm like, she's going to get us fired. And it was like, nah, she good. And they kind of just threw us all in the room. It was like, go. And then we had to come up with a name. And when, you know, it was the Illuminati in the morning. It was going to be the big three. Because at the time, this is when LeBron, um, Wade, and Bosh went to Miami. So it was going to be the big, big three. three. And uh, somebody came up with the Breakfast Club and it stuck. And then we just went with the Breakfast Club and we just rocked on. That's nice. the best name ever. That was mm -hmm. a movie, mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. And, and y'all relationship developed, right? So, yeah. so would you say that y'all good friends? Um, I wouldn't say good friends. We are friends and associates at work. That makes perfect sense. Anything ever happened that like Charlemagne ever said something that you just was like this nigga bugged the fuck out like this nigga crazy like that you felt like it bothered you or anything ever happened that you felt like you had to take some repercussions behind something somebody else said or did? I mean, I, I think that happens all the time. You know, Charlemagne says something and you know Charlemagne don't necessarily go out. So oh, I'm the first talking person to not being available, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Charlemagne, he's, you know, he says it all the time. He ain't going to no club. He's not going to an event where you really gonna see him. So, but I'm out every night. That's right. So when he says something about Busta, or he says something about uh, Jim Jones, or he says something about Mace, or he says mm. something about any one of these individuals, Lamar Odom, who's the person they see? They see me. Mm. And when they see me, they think they see Charlemagne. So it's always wow, ready for action. So did y'all have to have a conversation like, listen, nigga, you ain't outside. Nah, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. We never had no conversation. I mean, it's... You know, it is what it is. Like, I know what comes with it when working with different people. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to back down. And when me and Charlamagne are out together, you know, we fight like we Jada and Kiss back to back. It is what it is. Like, it ain't no problem. And Wax is usually there. My people's is really there. Like, when it comes to that, we brothers. He ain't going to let me get swung on and I ain't going to let him get swung on. Like, when it comes to that, we brothers. Nice. Nice. So, safe to say that when, when they asked him for the drop that morning, you would have been out there fighting too. Bro, I came back down there with a bat. With <laughs> a bat. <laughs> nah, you asked him. When Charlamagne called me and said these dudes was downstairs and tried to jump me, I came downstairs with the tutu in my shoe wow. and a baseball bat, and we was ready for it's war. It's the tutu in my shoe for me. We, wow. never, we never ran. Like, we right. never ran. Even to the point where, you know, uh, Charlamagne, he went to the, to, across the street from the station was a, a, a pharmacy, and he went to go get some money from the pharmacy, and a dude ran up on Charlamagne, right? Snuffed Charlemagne in the back of the head. Really? Charlemagne turned around and two-pieced him, knocked him, KO'd him out. Right. Called me. Me and him ran downstairs. We looking for dude. We can't find him. Dude walks back into the store. So I, me and Charlemagne, this is the, the funny time. Me and Charlemagne thought we was going to get shot. After Charlemagne knocks dude out, uh -huh. he leaves and then comes back in the store. With, now it's me and Charlemagne and, and dude comes back. He's like, oh, he going to shoot this shit up. Uh -huh. But dude was so knocked out that he couldn't find his keys. He picked up his keys and sat outside on the curb. Wow, he had to rethink. Charlemagne got a dead arm. <laughs> Give me something. No. Shout out to my man Charlemagne with that with that right hook. Knocked him dead out. I mean, it was on video too because we actually got to see the video. Mm -hmm. um, but knocked his ass dead out. Like not like not like oh, okay, knocked out. Get back up. Like birds Sleep. flying around mm -hmm. his head. Knocked out. Real talk. Really? Mm -hmm. Who would have thunk it? Mm -hmm. Who would ever thought that Charlemagne had a good right cross? Knocked him dead out. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. Did y'all ever have to, other than those situations, did y'all ever have to really go? No, nah, that was the only two situations that, that we had. 
That was it. And me and Charlotte, me and Charlamagne, we always been good. I think we argued one time, like 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 a, a meme one time where we thought we was gonna have to move furniture. I don't even remember what it really? was. Really? Yeah, but at the station. Yeah, at the station. Like nigga, what? Yeah, yeah I, me and absolutely. him had one of those situations absolutely. too. Where I thought we was gonna have to move furniture. Yeah, we had to, I thought we was gonna have to move furniture. But you don't remember what that was? Mm, I don't remember what he might have he might have been joking me too hard and I didn't like it or something. Something that went too far. And I just didn't like it. And we got into it and you know. We spoke about it. One thing I would say about Charlemagne is I would say 90% of the time, if he says something that I don't like or if I say something he don't like, we have a conversation about it, and it is what it is. I've seen you get mad one time. Mm -hmm. This is the only time I've seen you get so angry on radio. It was the dude, D. Jesus. Oh, What's D. D. Jesus and niggas? Jesus and Meryl. Who? Jesus and Meryl. Jesus. Jesus and Meryl, yeah. Yeah. You got mad at Jesus and them niggas. Mm -hmm. Jesus. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, what I want to understand is why would you walk out and not just kick them niggas off? I'm going to tell you why. Um, when it came to that situation, they were uh, making fun of me and my wife on, uh, what show was it? The Real. Mm -hmm. um, and I ain't find it funny. Like I said, you can make fun of me all you want. I don't right. care. But when you bring my wife into it and... and, and Make an assumption that my wife is there just for the money, and if it wasn't for the money, she wouldn't be there. I have a problem with that. My wife been with me since she was fifteen and I was sixteen. Wow, it was no money. No, there was no money. She was actually making the money, and I wasn't. So when you when you assume that over somebody I love, I have a problem with it. And yeah, I, I was disrespectful when they came to the interview because I wanted the action during that time, and I said it. You know, when I was, it was no. No, I get that. But why no not just kick them off I'm instead of you walking out? Because I, in that interview, when they said they apologized and that, that they were sorry right. for saying it, right, it was no more to talk about. Mm. But now, when you work with a coworker that finds everything funny, I didn't find that funny. So it's like. If I have a problem with you and you apologize and it's over, but I know you're going to keep making fun of it because that's what you do. Mm. I was like, let me take myself out the situation. Okay, got it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I stepped out because I was like, I'll, let, me, let me take myself out of the situation. Because Charlamagne going to joke, he's going to laugh, he's going to find it funny, but I ain't find it funny when you talk about my wife. And I'm not playing. Exactly. So I, right. ste so I stepped out. It wasn't, uh, oh, fuck that, but because I said what I had to say to them and they said what they had to say back and then it was done. And then, you know, it got so much press they went on there, fuck envy shit, and I was on my fuck them shit. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, and they went after that. Yeah, they went after that. They did a tour. They 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 was on their fuck envy shit, and everything was a, a envy joke, and it was cool. And I was on my fuck them nigga shit too. And then we seen each other at a a, a CC Sabathia a soft a softball game charity game. Right. We laughed it out, choked it out, and it was it was it was what it was. I you know them them brothers ain't I ain't got no problem with them. They ain't got no problem with me. I think we. We all good in, in, in a better space. But at that time, it was it like, and that's for, that's for anybody. When you go to my, my wife and my kids, it's, it is what it of is. Of course. Of course. Make fun of me all day. I don't care. Like, but when you go to them, it is what it is. Of course. You, 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 you've been on this journey, and then we watch you go through different phases, right? Because when you become a, a celebrity and you become a personality, mm -hmm. you, your, your life is actually, you know, in front of the world, right? Okay. So we watch you go. On this journey, mm -hmm. you and your wife had a podcast now, right? Yeah, y'all still shoot it. Yep, Casey Crew podcast. So y'all had got to this place where y'all you went through something in front of the world. Correct. What was it? What was what was that? Was what was that time like? You know what I mean? Because it was it felt like it was rough for you. Yeah, right? it was. It was. Yeah, and it felt like your relationship and your family was was 
at a unsure place. Was yeah. What 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 was that like? Well, like, you know, I cheated on my wife. Right. And um, I got caught. I got caught because I told on myself. How? Uh, my wife had an intuition that I was cheating. And um, she played poker with me. It's like, look, I got a call today. I know what happened. And she started running down what she knew what happened. She was bluffing, though. Bluff. Was she really? Bluff bluffing. Bluffing. Are you bluffing. sure she was bluffing or did she know and she just needed the clarity? Because that's how women usually are. We usually but it was, know. There was, it was no proof. So it was just what she felt, but she was bluffing. Bluffing. And then I told on myself. And then when I told on myself, it was like, oh, thank you for telling me. And she had no clue. Damn. So at, so good. It did. Yeah. <laughs> we are so good. So, so at that point, it was, it was like, damn. But you know, I've been with my wife since 15 and 16. So it was like, she was like, all right. Marriage is over. Relationship is done. Just, just like that. Done. Rap, rap city. Rap, rap city. Bitch. Right. Done. What did you do? What you mean? What I after mean? that? I tried to fight to get my relationship back. I tried everything. You know, the sorry and flowers and this, that, and the other, and all that other shit, and none of it worked. Why do you? Why? Why do you think that? Like you guys been together since you was fifteen. So. Why did you, did at one point did you think that you would ever get caught? Like, did you think you weren't ever gonna get caught cheating? No. That's crazy to me how men really feel that way. I mean, <laughs> like y'all feel like y'all never gonna get caught I until mean, y'all get caught. If you think about it, my wife, I lived in a town deep out in Jersey. Mm-hmm. She was focused on the kids. She didn't have any friends in the industry. Mm. So you think, all right, yo, you good, mm. but. It, it didn't happen that way. So now I was in a situation where I, w- I was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't go to work. You know that song? I can't sleep. Like, I couldn't <laughs> sleep. I couldn't work. I couldn't DJ parties. I wasn't focused. In between breaks on the breakfast club, I'd be laying down. I was fucked up. Because not only am I, am I about to lose my best friend. And niggas say that their best friend, their girls, and their wives, their best friend. But you got to think. When I'm chasing bootleggers around for my money for mixtapes, my right. wife got the club with her with right. me. <laughs> You know what I mean? When somebody try to rob me, my wife is at the precinct. Like, when I get locked up, she's the one that bailed me out. Mm -hmm. Like, everything that she is right there by me, by my side, no matter what. Like, regardless. When I make a dumb decision, she's right there with me. Like, yeah, fighting with me. And then when we get home, like, bro, you know that was a dumb decision. She was that. She wasn't just my wife that, you know, you you have sex with and you have kids. And No, she is my best friend. And And you realize how much... You love somebody and you realize what love is when you go through that. Mm-hmm. So now when your best friend telling you it's over. I don't want to be your best friend no more. It's done. Nah, we, we could. We could co-parent these kids. But other than that, it's rap. I was fucked up. Like, like fucked up. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. At the time, I was doing MTV. I lost my MTV job. I couldn't even go to work. You lost the MTV job based off what? Not that. Um, I think based off about a, a, all that. Ratings were going down. I couldn't concentrate on work. I, I couldn't do interviews. Like, I was fucked up. How long was the process of you and your wife going through this where she was like, nah, it's quits, it's over, and you actually trying to fight to get it back? A long time. A long, long time. Months, years. years. Really? Yeah. Like to know the, it was that long. Like, to the, like to the point... Where it was like, you start getting these, these, and this is crazy because I never had these ideas. So I started getting ideas in my mind where I didn't want to be here no more. 
that's some real deep, shit. Like, like I wanted to kill myself because I was like, envy. I that's felt, a no, I'm deep statement, bro. Right, no, I'm, I'm being dead honest. I'm being serious. Like I didn't want to be here no more because I felt like me being here, me not being here, was better than me being here. For my wife and for my kids. I felt like I failed my wife. I felt like I failed my kids. And I couldn't picture, you know how Jay say, uh, uh, Russell Simmons playing playing uh, ball with your son. Oh, in the Russell, oh uh, Russell Wilson. Right, yeah, yeah, right. So, like now, now you imagine, imagine, it's somebody, imagine else. somebody else raising your kids. Mm. Imagine somebody else in that house with your kids, in that house with your wife. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine that. So I felt like, damn, me not being here would be better for my family than me being here. But when you were cheating, right? Because I, I hear this a lot with men. It's like, you know, of course, you don't really realize the detriment of the situation until after Correct. you get caught. Yeah. But when you're in it, what it, what is going through your head? Like, because you say, this is my best friend. This is like, real. this is my dog right here. Like, my right hand. Right. But I know that what I'm doing right now will hurt her. You want, you want to know the honest? Yeah. Honest is, well, this is the reason why we started doing the podcast and started talking, right? The mm -hmm. honest is, when you're a kid from Queens, what do you see on TV? You see your favorite rapper, your favorite celebrity with all these bunch of chicks. Mm -hmm. mm. So you almost think that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? It, it almost feels like that if you don't do it, that's not, that's, that's not living. It's out of right. the norm. That's not being a celebrity. So it's like when you see your favorite celebrity, he had to, he had here and his wife at home, and he got you feel like, oh, that's what it is. So you start feeling yourself in a way that you shouldn't be because you think that's the way to be it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why we started the podcast because there's nobody to talk to. You don't go to the barbershop and be like, yo, me and my girls having this argument, bro. Nah, not at all. You talk about basketball. You talk about football. You talk about kicks. You talk about music. You talk about guns, bikes, cars, everything else. But you never talk about your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never talk about somebody's wife or your son. Yo, me and my wife arguing about this. Why? We had that same, like, you don't have those conversations. Right? But you have a conversation about, oh, that shorty ass is fat. Yo, I fucked that bitch. Yeah. You have those conversations. Right. And, and that's, that's, that's what it felt like. So you don't think about the effects of hurting somebody because you never think you're going to get caught. Right. You don't, you don't, mm -hmm. right. We don't think in terms of what's going to happen. Correct. Because we think that, you know, we're going to keep, you know, going and doing this because we we, we thinking what our lower selves, so we're not using our actual mind, right? Mm -hmm. So we right. we caught in the moment. It's like, all right, my wife is over there, I love her, my household is good, everything is great, but I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna go get my shit off right here, and you know, I'm gonna lay around with this, you know, play with this these things over here. Mm -hmm. We don't think about the ramifications, the hurt. We don't think, and then when it happens, then it's. You know, with everything he's describing now. Yeah. But, but what I want to ask you is that those thoughts about not being here no more. Because my cousin my cousin committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And I always try to understand what he was thinking with the night that he did that, right? Because mm -hmm. when he committed suicide, they called me. I was the first person on the scene, mm -hmm. right? So now I tried to understand when he did that. He did that in, in, in his home with his uh, kids in the room. So when people have those thoughts, do you do you do you think that out like my my, my kids, my family? Yeah. And see, the, the, you know the the crazy thing about it is, before I had those thoughts, I used to think that people did that was weak. I used to think they were suckers. Mm. I used to think they was 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 not real men. But how could you do that? Then when you get to that place, that dark place, that's a dark place, bro. Dark when, you, place. when you get to that dark place and you can't work, you can't think, you can't sleep. And all you're thinking about is, damn, 
I really feel like I would be better off not here. Right. And I think my family would be better off with me not here. And that's what you're thinking. And it's I hurtful. See. It's yeah. hurtful. It really hurts. Now think about this. Now this this is a story. So, you know, I was at that place. Like I was there, right? To the point where, and I, I, I told the story before, I was at the place where I was in my garage, all the cars on, like, fuck it, it's over. You was there. There. Dead there. There. Pistol in arm's length. No pistol. Cars on. Cars. Oh, cars on in the garage. Oh, my God. Cars on in the garage. Wow. Cars on. Now, now, let me tell you, now, now, let me tell you how real this is, right? So, my wife comes home. She sees it, calls the police. Police pick me up. Gurney me, nigga. Like, gurney me. What? Take me to the hospital. Right? Because you got to get checked. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get checked. And this is why, you know, I always say love is something different. Like, real love is something out of, out of the picture. Now, my wife, she was, she was the victim. She was the one that got cheated on. Right. She was the one that got hurt. But she didn't leave my side one day at that bed. Mm. Now, one day did she leave and be like, yo, I, I'll be back. Or I'll see you later. Or you handle it on yourself. She stayed there that whole time. Like, I'm going to make sure you good. And then when everybody was attacking me, all the radio personalities mm-hmm. and everything, my wife was like, nah. They can't attack you. Nah, nah, I'm not going to allow them to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm mad at you. I can attack you, Mm -hmm. but not them. Mm -hmm. And she's always been that that soldier, that trooper. So that's why when somebody talks about her in an ill will, I'm ready to slap their face off. Absolutely. You should, as you should. Is it, um, when you were going through that tough time, was there anybody that you went to to like who was there for you who was like who you could vent like to a therapist not i wouldn't say a therapist because i would just say like a person like a friend yeah. or something that you can wasn't really- a friend it wasn't a friend it was <laughs> it's gonna be funny man this is always funny when i tell it tyrese 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 black tie my god shout out to tyrese i'm really cool with tyrese man. let me tell you what happened so i was doing radio and i guess tyrese was in new york and he could hear in my voice that i wasn't right Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologized to my wife on the radio when he heard it, and he called me, and he was just like, "Yo, God told me to call you and check up on you to make sure you are alright." Now, mind you, me and Tyrese didn't know each other, mm. we see each other, what's up, head nods, whatever it was, and he was like, "Yo, I want to, I want to do something for you and your wife. I, I want to help your situation." So he started calling my wife, being a therapy, being a therapist between because he watching what's going on in the media. Correct. Oh wow! So then what he did was. Right, he's talking to her and, and, and explaining things to her. And I'm going to tell you the fuck, the crazy thing about Tyrese is he's sitting here fixing my relationship, mm-hmm. but his shit is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't, how, I could, I couldn't understand it. it. I'm be. like, how you telling me what to do, but you're not telling yourself what to do? But this is what Tyrese did. He called me. He was like, yo, what I want you to do, he was like, um, tonight, he was like, get book the private room in Philippe Chow's and tell your wife you just want to you just want to go out with her nothing involved and you want to go out and i was like i don't even know if she's gonna go he was like trust me just do that so i did it so we get to the private room with philippe Childs, and tyrese comes down with a guy playing a violin and a saxophone wow and, they, and tyrese just starts singing the song stay wow and sang the whole song and sat there and had dinner with us and just talked to us and really helped us work through everything like Tyrese would be on the phone with me and my wife to four in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, just going through everything about our relationship. And then my wife's best friend, his name is Rashid. He also called. 
Mm. He was like, I heard what happened. And he flew in. And he just started kind of just being that therapist in our life. Now, when she's getting all these other people like Tyrese and her, her best friend to talk talking to her and you, you know, going through what you're going through, you trying to keep her... Was she still trying to hear it or she was like, nah, I don't hear nothing from none of you niggas? Nah, she was like, I ain't trying to hear it. She was like, I'm not, I'm not, nah, this is it. This is a rap. And I think a lot of times, and I think a lot of times women, they'll say something and be like, yo, if a nigga ever cheat on me, I am out. And they right. say that around their girls and their family and their friends. So if it happens, they almost feel like they have to. You got to prove it. They got to prove it. But then she also felt like that. So she was like, nah, I'm out. And then um, it was something... I don't even know what it was. What it was? I think she she told me one day she was in the shower and she was like, "Yo, God, give me a sign," and she got that sign. And I and that sign was, uh, I believe it was Tyrese. And Tyrese called her like right after she got out the shower and said something to her that she that her dad said or something like that. And she was like, "I'm gonna give this a shot." And I told her if she gave this a shot, she'll never have to feel that again, that hurt again, and. We've been rocking ever since. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, it made our relationship stronger. Right. We're, we're able to talk about shit that we ain't been able to talk about before. We have better, commu- we communicate with everything when it comes to it, whether it's life, money, uh, our, our relationship, sex life, whatever it is, we have that it better relationship. Stronger. And that's why we do the podcast because we're able to teach and show couples what we go through, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, our arguments and all that. And it's really made us strong as individuals and it made us strong as parents. Wow, that's wow, that's a hell of a story. I ain't, you know that it's interesting. Like, like people don't really understand when they watch you that you really could be going through some real shit, mm-hmm. right? Like when you say you went to the hospital, you probably didn't even get out. It, 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 that that probably took a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. And you would never know that DJ Envy from the Breakfast Club is going through half the stuff that he's going through and that's the right. thing people don't realize that you 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 are we are real people at the same time right we don't have those but see that's the thing we don't have those conversations with somebody i would never call Maino and be like yo man yo i'm going through the shit because if it to me and to most people it feels like a sign of weakness so you never we gotta stop that though but that, bro but that's why i started as black men but that's why i talk about it so yeah much because it, you got to be able to do that because you could help your brother like you know i mean you could there could be situations like we all know somebody that took their life or that almost did or that's fucked up or that's on drugs or or something serious that we'd be like nah let me talk to you bro let me help you out in this situation but you because know, it could receive anyway. it yeah you know I, what i mean not everybody like like he said not everybody wants to receive that because not everybody's on that level you had to go through something mm-hmm. something detrimental to even realize or build the strength and the confidence to be vulnerable enough Correct. in your confidence if that makes sense to say like look this is what's going on and i I'm, i stand firm on that there's nothing that you can say to me that's going to make me feel crazy about what i went through but I, but our culture we don't we don't like empower ourselves like that so we don't we don't talk about some of the things that we that we may look at as being a weakness we don't talk about mm-hmm. our right. weaknesses everything is is we look like the hero and everything mm-hmm. you know what i mean That's like true. we don't talk about our struggles Correct. Like we don't call each other and talk about yo man i was having a bad time i, I was slipping i was because i'm this celebrity shit is real bro like mm-hmm. you go through highs and lows right and you go through times when you you depress yeah, and a person from the outside wouldn't understand that because it's like, man, I'm trying to maintain in this game, and things ain't always going it the way I, I want it to go. You know, I'm I'm trying to get over these hurdles, and and sometimes you 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 going through depressions, you going through portions and parts of your life. Like I talked about, it was a time like when I was going through some stuff because I was in a relationship, and then 
it was it was ending and it was going on on social media and then I was messing around and I was getting, and at the time I used to be like getting high off Molly mm -hmm. and I was getting high and and then I was so high in Miami that the girl walked out with one of my watches and and it was just crazy and I just got on social media just was like yo man I'm self destructing and two people called me uh, other than like uh, like like family like two people called me from the music business Jim Jones and Angela Yee. Wow. And I never forgot that. And I was just like, wow, like, 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 are you okay? You understand? Because we dealing with so many different things. We dealing with our own inner demons and we dealing with, yeah. you know, man, man, I'm, I'm getting older, man. Am I accomplishing enough? Am I wasting time? Am mm -hmm. I, you understand? Am I going anywhere? Is this thing like, it starts to feel blurry sometimes. So, and, and you know, we got to get into sometimes where we just stand on our own. And so, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it, bro. Mm -hmm. I get it. That's that shit is real. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not and it's not nothing to, to joke about. Like I said, like my cousin, I never understood where he was at. I said to myself, was it that bad? Mm -hmm. And we watched it happen, you know, in the game with a couple of people, and we all we never understand. And it's real. Like yeah. we don't talk about that. You know, mental so it's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. It so is it's mental, mental health. health. It's, it's that real. dark place, depression, uh hurt. Especially hurt because I I've been there before too. You mm -hmm. know where you you hit a place and it's like what I'm feeling right now. I don't know how to process it, right. and I just want it to go away. Like right. I just feel like oh I just feel so low that I don't feel good enough for anybody around me. They don't de like they don't just they don't deserve me or or mm -hmm. whatever it is. I just don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets to that point where you just you're you're in so much pain. And it doesn't have to be physically. You want so much mental pain that you just want to just clip it. Correct. So. No, I think people need to, and I, I hear Charlemagne talk about that a lot too about mental health. Though, that's that's a that's a good thing. But I want I want to switch gears a little bit though, man. Like it's a couple things that I, that I, that I, that I'm trying to understand that you do, mm -hmm. and you 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 pulled me in the other day, and you and you started talking to me about. About this real estate thing, correct? You know, and all of us bought things, and we, you know, made enough money. And I was always under the impression that, you know, when it came to like doing so much with real estate, that you you just had to have so much money that you could just go right. buy everything. And like I told you the other day, like information is power. Like I missed so many opportunities just because I didn't have the insp the, the, the the information. Correct. What made you start getting into this whole real estate thing? Well, you know, in the music industry, you, you see somebody that got a hit, hit right. record, and then you see them three years later and they dead broke. That's a fact. Or they owe taxes, or they, right. or they fucked up, their cars is getting repoed. You know, that's because in the music industry, there is no 401k. Mm -mm. There is no retirement plan. You got to create it yourself, and most of us don't know how to create it. I mean, most of us came from, come from a place where we don't know. You know, our parents, if, if we have a two-parent family... A two-parent household, they, they work for 30, 40 years of their life, and then they, you know, they retire. But in the music industry, they kind of give you that money up front so you don't know what to do with it. So I was like, all right, let me mess with real estate. You know what I mean? If you look at the most richest people in the world, it usually comes from oil money, real estate, or it gets handed down, mm -hmm. generational. So I was like, all right, well, let me work, fuck with real estate. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm buying a house, 11% interest. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm living in the house, fixing it up, and I don't know what I'm doing. 
And the reason I even brought you to right. the project that I'm working on now is because I wanted you to see. That's right. I People see. talk about it all day right. long. My man does real estate. My man does credit. My man. Right. Yes, yeah, a lot of yeah. fuck you and your man. He's probably lying. <laughs> but when it comes to it, I want I wanted to show you right. what I was working on and show you how I did it. So um, I started getting into real estate. Right. Um, I started doing it in Jersey, smallly, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I used to buy a house, live in it, fix it up, sell it, and then move to another house. Mm. So every year I'm moving, right? Driving my wife crazy. Is that wrong to do? Um, yeah, it is. It is. That's not what you're supposed to do. That's not how you're supposed to do it. But that's what I was doing because that's all I knew. Right. So um, Angela Yee uh, had a boyfriend in Detroit. I um, still has a boyfriend in Detroit. Oh, okay, Angela. Good boyfriend in Detroit. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. Tell her yeah. business. Yeah. Tell her business. It's all, good. <laughs> it's all good. But you know what she did was she told me about all these properties in Detroit for cheap. So I went down there and instead of buying Gucci, Louis, Dior, Chanel, instead of buying jewelry and cars, I just took some money and I said, I'm going to buy these properties. Properties were 15000 mm. So I bought, a, I bought three of them and I didn't know what to do. I just sat on them, cut the grass because the grass grows and paid the taxes. Um, it just so happened Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, is from Detroit. He also owns Quicket Loans. He started building up Detroit downtown area. Mm -hmm. So now those properties that I had that I paid fifteen thousand are worth like two fifty picked up, two fifty cleaned up. A piece. A piece. Mm -hmm. I didn't clean them up. I sold them for like one forty, one fifty each. Mm. I only paid fifteen thousand. So that's got me in the real estate box. I'm like, oh shit, this is a huge flip. Here I'm making over a hundred thousand dollars. $300,000 and I ain't do nothing. I'm like, this is great. So I started doing that. Then I met Caesar. Met Caesar. Caesar is flipping NJ, is uh, my partner in right. New Jersey. He owns over 1,600 units in New Jersey and all throughout the country. Caesar and was in prison before. Caesar was in prison. Caesar wow. was locked up and he learned how to do real estate in prison. In pri wow. wow. He learned Caesar. how to do the real estate. We got to bring Caesar up here one day. Yeah, yeah. He loved to do it. And shout out to my guy, the credit dude, man. Yeah. So with Caesar, he taught me how to do it the right way. He taught me, you know, why he was like, his first thing is, why are you using your money? I said, what you mean? He said, you don't use your money. You use other people's money to get these deals. And started teaching me the game of how to do it without using and using minimal money. And how do you, because that's where the, where the, where the confusion comes at, you know. Um, when you say not using your own money to buy a house. So what, what are actually you using? Okay, so I'll break it down. So let's say a house is, let's say you're looking at a house, mm -hmm. right? Let's say you're on auction.com or hubzoo.com, right? Those are two places where I go to look for homes, right? So auction.com or hubzoo, H-U-B-Z-U.com. You, you look on there for homes, right? Type in a, uh, a zip code and, and wherever you're looking, right? So let's say you find a house in New Jersey. Let's say Patterson, New Jersey. Let's say the, her, the house on auction.com is going for 200000 right? It's worth 500000 fixed up. Mm -hmm. So the house is 200000 It needs $100,000 worth of work, but it's worth five hundred. So that means after you fix it up, you spent $300,000. Mm -hmm. So that means there's $200,000 worth of equity in it, mm -hmm. right? So you can go to a, a conventional loan and get it, or you can go to a hard money lender. Hard money. A hard money lender doesn't care about your credit score. They don't care about what you're doing. They care about the deal. That type of deal they're willing to do because they know even if you fuck it up, there's so, yeah. so much equity in the shit that they'll get their money back. So what we do and what he taught me how to do, he said, okay. So if you do the deal the first time, 
you don't have no skin in the game. Meaning, mm-hmm. the hard money, he don't know who you are. He don't know who you are. You do a deal or two, you ain't got to put down as much. So if he don't know you, you got to put down 20%. But if he do know you, you might not have to put down nothing because they know who right. you are. So let's say you put down 10% because he halfway So now, now that's 10% of the 500000 Ten percent of the two hundred thousand. I mean, yeah. right? So that's twenty thousand dollars, right? Right, twenty thousand dollars. You got to come up. Tell you and your family, everybody five thousand. You buy this twenty thousand dollars. You buy this crib, two hundred thousand dollars. The hard money lender is going to pay for the repairs. He's going right. to pay for that in pay full. For work. In, in full. full. So when you go, you tell them that hey, the repairs are not a hundred thousand. You tell them the repairs are hundred and forty thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. So you say well, why? So why? Why? Well, okay, I'm gonna tell you why. So you buy the property for two hundred thousand, right? You got to put down twenty percent, so you owe one eighty. So let's say your mortgage is three thousand dollars a month until you fix that property up. Remember, I told you you asked for an additional forty thousand. Mm-hmm. You use that additional forty thousand to pay your hard money lender back his own money. So now no money's coming out, and no extra money's coming out your your pocket. Mm. You use that hundred thousand dollars, you fix that house up, you flip it, or you refinance it. You refinance it, you pull the money out of it, or you sell it. You sell it for $500,000. You give the hard money lender back his three forty dollars because you borrowed three forty. dollars You mm-hmm. walk away with one sixty. dollars You got $160,000 cash. You can do whatever you want with that $160,000. You can buy three more properties. You can buy four more properties. You can buy two more properties. Or you can go, uh, if you're into drugs, you can buy a weed farm. Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. The difference in what we do is if it's two units or less, we flip it. If it's three units and more, we keep it. Three units when you and mean, more. When you mean you flip it or keep it? So three units and more is a three-family house. A lot of people out there in certain areas, they don't have multi-units house. Mm-hmm. Three-family house, right? So that means there's a one-family, two-family, three-family. Right. So a one-family, three-bedroom, two-family, three-bedroom, three-family, mm-hmm. three-bedroom. You That's keep that. Money. Why do you keep it? Because if your rent is $3,000 a month in New Jersey, the rent might be 2500 so 25, 25, 25, right? That's mm. $7,500. I just told you your rent was $3,000, $3,500. So what, should, what do you make? You make 4000 So that's 4000 profit a month that you keep. Mm-hmm. And that house is yours. In 10 years, you got so much equity in that house and you continually making money a month. Every year, what happens? You got to pay more money. Mm-hmm. Your rent goes up. But now, I die. My kids get that 4000 right. a month. That's right. My kids die. My grandkids get that 4000 a month. That's generational wealth. That money never ends. Mm. Do it on a bigger scale. I'll tell you, we bought a school in New, in New Jersey. We yeah. bought a school in Patterson, right? We turned the school into 70 units. That's 70 units. That school will be bringing us 60, between 68 and $74,000 a month profit, right? I'll have that for the rest of my life. I don't have to work. I don't have to change a toilet. I don't have to change a light bulb. I don't have to worry about a leak. I don't have to, pick a, I don't have to clean a rent. I don't have to do nothing. I pay a property manager to take care of this property. I sit back between the first and the fifth of the month. What happens? He brings me a check or he brings me cash. Well, I'm sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. <laughs> right? Until, until I pass. And then what happens? Then his, his son will probably be property manager. And then he'll give it to my daughter. And then my daughter will get that $70,000 until she passes. Mm. And then she'll pass it on to her kids. That's right. And we continue on and continue, continue on and continue on. on and continue on. And that's what I've been trying to teach people. When I first got into real estate, I called three people. I called Clue. Mm-hmm. I call Fabulous. Mm-hmm. I call Joe Button. Mm. Right? My Desert Storm family. And I said, hey, guys, I'm doing real estate. This is something that I think that, you know, you should invest a little bit of money in, try it out, and that way you can do it. Joe Button told me it was a Ponzi scheme and I was going to go to jail. <laughs> Fab was like, ah, I'll call you back. 
And Clue was like, nah, it's not for me. But I tried to teach them how to do it because I wanted my brothers to eat. So this is a time when nobody knew you for this. No. You DJ Envy. And this is when real estate was The people's champ. Correct. People's choice. People's choice. Mm-hmm. Something, like a, something like a rapper. Something like a rapper. Nobody know you for flipping houses. No. No, no all that. So this is, this is after you met Caesar. Mm-hmm. And then you went to your guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what happened? Nobody wanted to. Nah, nobody wanted to believe. Nobody believed in me. I was like, hell no, get the fuck out of here. Nah, it's not happening. You know what it is with us? It's like hard for us to sometimes see things where we gotta give our money up. You know, we from a business but, where everybody give us money. But I, I understand that because I was the same way. But what I told them is, I don't want your money. I want to show you how, how to do it. Right, but even taking out right, even, but even taking out our money and putting it into something. I know. And we need to see it for right? ourselves. Right, it's like, what? Huh? especially when it's, we don't understand. Correct. She's, it goes back to what I was talking about, information. Like, Correct. we don't understand. You mean, Envy, I'm supposed to go, you telling me I'm supposed to take the money that I'm making over here and put it into this, and then what? And I got to wait, especially when you used to come in fast. I got to wait, we got to, Fix the house up and I, this is taking months, man. Right. I don't, but that's why before we did kitchen talk, I said, I want you to come to this, right? Right, that now I took Mano to a crib, right? One of my cribs 12.4 million dollars is what the person paid for it, right? I paid 5.5 for it, mm-hmm. it's worth 10 million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. So I have four million dollars, 4.5 million dollars in equity. equity that's mine. Mm-hmm. I could take that 4.5 and just. Retire on it if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? But that came from me doing these deals. And that's made a man in the house, 18,000 square feet. Yeah, it took us 45 minutes to get to the whole house. No <laughs> indoor, lie. indoor basketball court, outdoor. It was, no like the Ray, it was like the Ray J song indoor basketball yeah. court, outdoor basketball <laughs> court, indoor pool, out like yeah. it's that type of crib. But I wanted to show him because if I tell him, you'd be like, yeah, all right. But if I show him, show me. you see a different part of it. So that's what I try to do. I try to help people. Would you recommend starting off small? Yeah, absolutely. I, I rec- and, and this is the thing. I won't help nobody unless they want to get their hands dirty. Not just give me the money and go. No, I want you to nah, go you in that house go. and see. Yeah, you got to see. Like, you got to be ready to work. And there's so many people that I've helped get into their properties and help them with credit and help with finance and then help them with finding things. And I don't, I don't want nothing. I just want to, and this is true shit, and I just want to see my people do well. You know, you know people fact. I help. Like, That's I just want to see. So I'm happy when I see my brother go in a crib or I see my sister get a crib. Like, it makes me happy because nobody taught us. So we got to stand together as a community and help each other. Like, I, I don't mm. want all the knowledge. If I learn, I'm trying to help people. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the house, like you said, the, the, the person that bought the house, it was $12 million, but they didn't pay the whole house off, though. No. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you bought it for $5 million, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, but it's worth ten million, right? But it's not paid off. So what happens is that that four million in equity, if you sell it, do you get the four million? In, in, like, what do you mean? That's my money. Yeah, the person. Well, has even though to if it's not the, paid off, no, that's that's their problem. Yeah, the person right. has to pay. No, I'm talking about with the bank. No, with the bank, I bought the house for five, five, five for five. Right. So if I sell it for ten, whatever I owe the bank, let's say I owe the bank, let's say I paid, I put nothing down. I right. pay the bank. Like they give me, you give me ten for the crib. Right. I pay off the five, five. Right. I have four, five left. That's mine. Do whatever I want with it. I ain't got to buy another crib. I can live in my mama's house and just keep the four or five under the mattress. It, it don't matter. It's like Understood. a car, mm-hmm. I guess. Understood. 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 Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and you said cars. No, I said it's like... No, I'm glad you said cars. Because mm-hmm. you told me a story the other day. 
Yeah, I, fl- I, fl- I flip cars too. No, but you told me you didn't have more cars. Right, yeah. I, I have 15 cars and now I have. Uh, but you told me you didn't have no more cars and you I, can pull up on me in a Ferrari, bro. I had no, I had no <laughs> more, Why would you do that? I had no more, I had no more trucks. Now you're you playing word games. Okay. Come I'm on, gonna, you I'm said. Tell you. You I don't already? have no more cars. Are you looking to add? No, he said, I don't, I don't, I don't have no more I'm cars. Gonna, I'm going to tell him what happened. All right. All right so this, this, this is the thing with me. I'm in a place with my life where everything has to make sense. Right. And nothing means anything to me but my family. Right. Mm. So because of the pandemic, everything went up in price. Mm. Everything went up in price. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say this watch right here is right. It's, it's, it's an Audemars. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably paid, I don't know, 40,000 for the watch. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you try to buy Audemars like this, it's 72,000. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. This watch is gone. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> I'm going to make $30,000 and not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Watch means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Before it was like I gotta have this. Now and don't watches appreciate anyway. Yeah, yes, but some of them, not, yeah. not like this though. Oh. Ne- yeah. We've never seen anything like this before. Same thing with cars. And gold is up. Gold mm-hmm. is up. So for me, like I had ten watches. I sold eight of them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'd rather take that money and, and invest it's just material. it. Right. Who gives a fuck? Now, I'm not at a point where I gotta prove nothing to nobody no more. Same thing with cars. I had I think fifteen cars. I sold like nine of them. Why? Because put it like this, the Mercedes G wagon, right? The G63 or, or the regular 550, right? Right now, if you have a 550, probably paid anywhere from 120 to 134, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, they're selling for 190. Mm-hmm. Right? I want those bad. It's a demand on those. Right? My G63, I paid 171. I sold it for 249. For a car, somebody's gonna pay what fifty, sixty thousand over for a car. So you're flipping your own cars. I'm fl- no, I'm flipping my cars. I'm buying cars to flip everything. Right, for okay. instance, anybody got a phone? Look up nine eighteen Porsche Spider GT. Right, I bought this car last year for my birthday. I paid one point one million dollars for this car. What is the car worth right now? Nine eighteen Spider GT. Somebody look it up. Look it up. Look it up. You heard what he said. Look it up. Tell me what the price is right now. Go to DuPont Registry, type in 918 Spider Porsche. 918 Spider. You tell me what it's worth. Just, just yell out the number, what you see. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It's coming. Got nice. bad Wi Fi in here, man. No, we know. We let. How much? 1. Point what? 1.9. What did I just tell you I paid for it? 1.1. 1. 1. 1. What's that a profit? I bought it last year, September, for my birthday. It's been a, a total a whole year. I made seven hundred thousand on that car. Yeah. All right. Four GT. Look up four GT. Twenty nineteen four GT. I just bought it. It gets delivered this Sunday. I paid six hundred and forty nine thousand dollars for that four GT. Tell me what it's worth right now. Four GT. Nope, that's for the old one. That's for 2015. Look at the number. I said the new one, 2019. That was 2005. He was looking up. Uh, he old. You got. I know my cars. I know my cars. I know my cars. <laughs> Move a little slow. It's coach. How much car. you say? What year is that one? 2019. It's not for 560. For 560, let me see it right now. I'll buy that right now. <laughs> it's not for 560. Mm-mm. It must have been crashed. The engine must be in the back. Like a DuPont registry right now. Four point a four GT two not a Ford Mustang. Four Ford GT. Four GT. <laughs> GT. Look at DuPont registry right now. They're DuPont registry. And they looking, wait for them to pull it up. Yeah, get waiting. it together. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Take a little time. It takes, it takes Teamwork time. make the dream work. It takes time. Takes time. Takes time. 
Tell y'all gonna make me pull up my phone right now. See, this is how you know this is this is a real podcast because you just. One point two. One point two. I tell you, I pay six sixty for mine, right? One fucking point two. Pay six hundred thousand on that car. Mine gets delivered this Sunday. But these are the type of deals that you do. Like those are the cars that I focus on. I focus for cars that they that are limited that are edition appreciate. that are going to appreciate in value, and you flip them. You flip them just like you flip houses, just like you flip any everything else. It's a science to it. But once you learn the science. That's when you're able to make money. A lot of times with us, we get connected and we fall in love with the our car. things. Yeah, I told him. We fall in love with our jewelry. We fall in love with our cars. I don't do that shit. We fall in love with those things. And that becomes the problem. Now, if you look at our other counterparts, those white people that are our neighbors, they keep those cars, they collect them, they flip it, and they make millions. You look at somebody like Jay Leno or you look at... Uh, a lot of these comedians, they buy these collections and they buy them slow. And then when they sell them, they make 20, 30 million off these collections. When we buy our cars, a lot of them, they, they depreciate. They make no money. You know who has the illest car collection? Uh-huh. Take a wild guess. Ross? No, not Ross. Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. Swiss, Why Beats, has, think? Swiss Beats has four cars. He has a LaFerrari. That LaFerrari is worth $4 million right now. 1.8, no. He has an Enzo. Eight hundred thousand. That shit is worth four million dollars. He has a Monza, which is a one seater. That car is worth three million dollars, and he has an SF ninety worth one point one. That's his car collection, and they continue to appreciate. They are art. A you lot don't of even drive those. Mm-mm. A lot of those cars that you see when you see all the charges, the Hellcats, and the this, the that. It's, they're cute to look at. They right. dope collections, right? But they don't appreciate in value. After five years, them cars ain't gonna be worth shit. So let me ask you, like. 15 cars so do you finance 15 cars or do you buy them all straight out um, a little bit of both depending on what the deal is and how i catch them um but you also and this is another thing everything that i i, I buy or that it's like certain like some people are into weed right some right. people into alcohol some people into sex some people are into this. Some people into that. I'm into making money. I love my cars. I'm from a place. I'm from Queens. And in Queens, we used to see all the local drugs. Right. just drive the cars. cars up the block. So I was spending too much on, on cars. And I had to figure a way to make money off of the cars. So you was just like, all right, I want another car. I want another car. And that's and, that and you was going with credit. Carcella. 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 So now the car shows pay for my passion of cars. But now I create an LLC. Create a business. Mm-hmm. Right? So what do I do when I buy these cars? It's an expense because I use it in Carcella. Mm-hmm. Write, it off, write it off at the end of the year. And it don't touch you. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. Limited liability company. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's his own person. She's in the sex. I know you said some people are into things. <laughs> she's, she's definitely in the sex. <laughs> I'm in the sex. If you didn't guess. I'm, I'm learning there. a lot here. Yeah, You're just being is, an asshole. Very, very informative. Yeah, but yes. it's, it's just different things. It's just, it's just the ways you think outside the box, man. And you just try to make sure that you do things. It's just like with sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, like I, I told people during the pandemic, like, during the pandemic, I'm like, I'm sure you got a zillion and one sneakers in your closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> flip those sneakers right now. You ain't doing nothing with them. That's what I did. Flip them. How do you flip the sneakers? Okay. All right. Let's say um, all these kids out here buying Yeezy and Travis Scott's and all that other shit. Right. They just up the price. You know, Travis Scott sneakers, those ones that everybody's is buying is worth like four or five grand. Mm-hmm. You think, and, and, and now I used to be a part where I get a pair of sneakers. I'm putting them sneakers on. I'm wearing them shits. Right. Fuck. That's me. You going to give me a five grand for a pair of sneakers? You think I'm going to wear them to the club? Mm. Where somebody going with shorty gonna spill That's a right. drink on it, right? Homie gonna step on him, right? And this is five thousand. Go on, 
That's me. That's the way that I think. So you buy that for five thousand. What you selling it for? No, no, no. I ain't buying it for five thousand. I'm buying it for for box price. Box right. price. How much them sneakers? Box price. Two hundred dollars. I'm buying it for two hundred. Letting them go for five thousand all wow. day. See, Thank I'm a you. part of the sneaker culture, and I I even thought about that too because everybody always say, "Won't you like flip your sneakers? Won't you sell, resell, and all that stuff?" But when you go into it, like you gotta wait on lines. You gotta do a lot when it comes to that physically. I feel before you get it, unless you enter to computers and bo- and and bots and stuff like that, like getting these sneakers, making sure you online mm-hmm. right then and there. So me personally, like I'm I'm also looking into how to turn a sneaker business or turn my love for sneakers into something, but also into something that people aren't doing but need. Okay, question right? How much it cost? Your hair looks nice. How much it cost to do your hair? It don't cost that much. My sister did my hair. It cost I- about. This was free, actually. How much would it cost? Let's about one sixty. How much it cost to do your nails? A uh, hundred. A hundred dollars, right? You take half of that, a hundred dollars, and you give it to a sixteen-year-old and say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you this hundred dollars to stay online and buy these sneakers." You don't think he mm-hmm. do it? You're right. Now you you get a pair of one of these sneakers that he stayed online for a day. He got a hundred dollars because he can't afford the sneakers, so he he buys the sneakers. Now those sneakers cost two fifty, and you sell it for four thousand dollars. You're right. That's investing. That's 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 the way other people think. Or you right. say, or you say, excuse me, miss, that's running the boards right here. You're very technologically advanced. Uh, I'm sure you know how to create a bot. How much will it cost me to create a bot to help me win these sneakers? Three hundred dollars. Okay, here's three hundred dollars. You buy the sneakers two fifty. You spend five fifty. You sell them for five thousand. You just made four thousand five hundred dollars. It's just the way we have to think. Right. A lot of times we thinking I want them sneakers because I want to wear it to the club tonight. After you get your your burn out of it, you're not gonna wear them again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a fact. And they just sit up there. And I mean, you can sell your old sneakers. Can't you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But but that's the way that I think mm-hmm. because I'm thinking of the big picture. Before I was thinking of a smaller scale. Now you know you, you look at the what what these people are playing with when it comes to money. They're playing with multi millions, mm-hmm. billions. There's a lot that we're not there, but we gotta we got we we gotta start thinking on that scale. We could get those sneakers once we making money. And we got and we're in the millionaire. Yeah, we could get those sneakers. But if I'm still living in the hood, right? I'm still living with my moms. Uh, I know that I got enough to last me two months, and then after that second month, I gotta figure it out again. Like mm-hmm. we gotta start planning for the future. Like with the pandemic, like a lot of people, the pandemic pulled a lot of people's skirts off. Show and the show pull their skirts up to see right. what's under, and that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. Now nobody was really prepared for a year. But we got to make sure that we prepare long enough that if something happens again, we okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. What's next for you, though, bro? Um, you know, I, I mean, because we talking Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club, it feels like it's never going to stop, ever. Mm-hmm. Do you see a time when that's ever going to end? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think the Breakfast Club is the Breakfast Club without all three members. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it's something where you could just say, you know what, we're going to take this, you take Yee out and put a chick in. Uh, you can't take out this DJ, put another DJ in. You can't take out Charlemagne and put a comedian in. I just don't think it works. That cohesiveness is just there. Just don't know what all three members want to do. You know, it's, a, it's at a point where, you know, we all, all three of us are comfortable. I love radio. Mm. Like, I enjoy getting up at four o'clock in the morning. And if, to me, it's, it's therapy for me because I can get on the radio and talk about what's going on in my life. Mm. I can get my, my shit off. So I enjoy it. If all, all three members are there, I'm, you know, I'm rocking out to Steve Harvey days because it's, it's, that's what we do. But um, I don't know. So, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Breakfast Club. But, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's more real estate. It's more teaching people how to do real estate. It's more the Carcella. I want the Carcella car show to be bigger than the international car show because the international car show ain't for us. Mm. Like, you don't want to go to that show and see a fucking Toyota Tercel. 
not that way. You'd rather come to the Carcella and see a Toyota Tercel the way that you grew up as a kid. My first car was a 1986 Honda Accord, and the first thing I did was I went to Jamaica Avenue and put 16-inch rims on it and put <laughs> lights. Mm-hmm. There's kids still right now that that's buying their first car and putting rims and lights, and that's what you want to see at my car show, and that's what I give you. Yeah, we got celebrity cars and Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all that and Bugattis, but we also got the dude that got the Jetta that just hooked it up that's because right. that's where I came from. That's right. But you don't see that at the international car show. So why why isn't that? I'm, my goal is to make my show that car show, which is for our community, mm. that type of space. It's it's meant, it's, it's almost full, but it's for us by us. It's, wow. it's for us. When you walk in, you feel like home. You feel like home. You know what I mean? It's we got food, we got amusement rides, we got carnival games, we got. You know, I also bring the you know the truck that carried DMX, that big monster truck. I bring mm. it to every car show so kids could see and take a picture. Whose truck is that? Uh, these dudes out in Atlantic City. They call truck me. Their their car. I also bring um, one of the few black NASCAR race teams owned by black. It's called New York Racing Team, and it's a black-owned NASCAR. And they come, and they show the kids how they change the tires so fast in like 10 seconds. Like, these are the things we bring to the show that you're not going to get at these right. international shows. They're totally different. And that's, that, that's what I want to create with that. And then me and my wife, we wrote a book that comes out in May. I was supposed to come out this year for our 20th anniversary. We've been married 20 years, been together 26, but because of COVID, we couldn't do it. It's going to come out next year for 21. Um, what just, is, what's the name of the book? Uh, real Life, Real Love. And we talk about everything, everything in the book. Some of the stuff we talked about today, but in depth. We just actually shot the cover of it uh, a couple of days ago, so we're excited about that. That comes out on next May, around the 13th. That's our anniversary, so it's going to come out around there. Um, the podcast and... I got a, a show with 50 Cent, a real estate show coming out with 50, me and Caesar, um, where we break down these type of deals in our way. Sort of like a, a, the house tea. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the show that comes on? When Million they, Dollar Listing, you talking about? Million Dollar Listing, and it's another one. Um, Love It or Listed, all the flipping uh, shows on HGTV, all the shows flip, on there. The flip house shows, yeah, 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 right, basically. Gonna, but it's it's sort of like that. Yeah, but it's going to be... For us, the, the way we do it, the, the way, way I'm we, talking to you right, now right. is that's how I'm gonna talk to. Him. Right, 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 right. Do you still DJ? Absolutely, I DJ every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm in the club. That's what I'm talking about. In the club, like, are you still in the club DJing? Not every night. No, I don't. I don't do the weekdays anymore. But I'll do unless the bad. They got a nice check, then I'll come. But usually, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm in a different city. Like. Every weekend, I'm, I fly out to a different city. Is it because you still love to do it? Absolutely. Because I mean, I, I can I can imagine that you're making a lot of money off of other things now, mm-hmm. right? Um, real estate, you know, and just a lot of your other investments. And you you mm-hmm. told me you got what three hundred units? Yeah, I got uh three hundred units. My partner sees it got over sixteen hundred units. But you still love what you started with. I'm gonna tell you why, right? There's no. I was in Atlanta this weekend, and I had the DJ Gold Room. There's no better feeling, and this is, and this is, you realize why music was created, right? There's no better feeling to say you had a fucked up day, right? See, you and your man had an argument. You call him a piece of shit, and you just want to go to the club with your girls. You go to the club with your girls, and now for that three, four hours that I'm DJing, I took that that pain out your head mm. i took the fact that your your man is a sucker out your head and you was just able to have a good time drink with your girls there's no better feeling than seeing that or your man just got killed mm. and you pissed off you go to the club 
And now I just played your record and made you feel good. I just shouted out your borough. I just shouted out where you from. And it took that negative feeling off of you for those three hours. Mm -hmm. There's no better feeling than that. Nope. No better feeling than that crowd control and that crowd reaction. And music mm. is a love language. Exactly. <laughs> so there's no... so. Every time I be like, I do, but when I go to that club and I get that reaction and I get that feeling, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I, like, I'm gonna do this until they pull me out of it because I enjoy it. I don't do it because I need it. I do it because I, I need it. Right, I love that it. feeling. You love that feeling, and it's 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 a difference when you do something that you love, correct? Than when you do something out of necessity, correct? Like when you do something that you because you need to do it, and mm -hmm. you do something because you love doing it. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in the performance. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's 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 interesting because here you are accomplished in so many other areas, but you still find the passion to still do uh you know, the parties and Absolutely, you know, they can still come into the booth, yo, you play my record. You still get that? <laughs> All day. Really? All day. All day. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Play my record and never get old. Yeah, now play my record, this that and the other yo. The other day I was in the club, somebody, yo, I got a stack if you play my record. Whoa. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. No, I didn't play it, by the way. You didn't play it. <laughs> what what what's some of the wrong lines to come up to a DJ and say? No, that's I mean, back in the day that would have been a great line. <laughs> yeah, that would give me a thousand dollars right now. In this club right now, that would have been great. But you know, right now it's like, you know, now I'm, I'm you know, I'm into my performance because because uh, of this phone. Mm. You know, I play a record that nobody knows. What's the first thing they're gonna do? Oh shit! And look at Envy stinking up the club, yo! Envy stinking up the club. You know what I mean? Wow. I can't take that. Nah, I don't have that. So I can't do it. I'd be like, yo, I'd be like, yo, that next DJ got you. He'll play it, but nah, right? I can't. It ain't gonna be me. Not not <laughs> not nope. this brand. No way. Yesterday's yeah. price ain't today's price. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't you like? And it's actually it's it's your brand. Your name mm -hmm. is your brand. Mm -hmm. You didn't you didn't. You still in the strip clubs? Yeah, I do, I do everything. I do every club. See, that's the thing about... for the strip clubs. Like, I, I feel like you was waiting to get there. How, how was I waiting to get the strip clubs? you love to get to the strip no, clubs. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't even go no more. I've been, I've been, my name been in you that locker room for there. so long. When? When was I in the strip club? We went in the strip club together. When was this? It was still, a, it was all a blur. <laughs> it was all a blur. <laughs> it was all a blur. I, let, me, let me tell you, my name been floating around them, them strip, the strip club locker rooms for years. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out. You are not trying to get. I out, am. Though. We talked about cheating, and I'm trying to find somebody to not cheat on. I want to stop cheating. I, hope I just don't have somebody this. not to cheat I, on. I want you to I, let's let's sink this moment in yeah. because next time I say something to you and you say something other than what you, you said listen today, to what I'm it's saying. gonna be a problem. But, but see, but finding people, you see, they, they him and his wife been together 15, 16. It's hard to find that when you grown. It's hard to find. I tell you, I tell you, right? If if you really, you really, and, and niggas, you gotta you know, want it. Niggas gonna get upset right now. Though. Niggas gonna get upset. You really do it, right? Mm -hmm. When I go out, I take my wife with me. No, I don't think nobody's upset at that. Good job. Right, it's Good more, job. It's more. It's more. But this this is the really test, right? Can you leave your phone on the counter, face up, and say, "Babe, go through the phone." Go ahead. Nope. I can't leave my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's the type of relationship you want if you really want it. Yeah. I so can't that's leave the my kind of relationship that that men want, you, you but they're want? Yeah. But, but they're scared bro, to can, get. At really. one time, if I was if I was five minutes from the station, and I left my phone at home, I would drive back home to get my phone. <clears throat> now, babe, yo, tech when whoever got my phone just when when they text me, babe, just just call me, let me know who texts me. That's clean living. I 
Yo, man, come on. Look, yo, I, yo, yo. I can't leave my phone in front of the person I just met. Step, step, yo, step further. If I post something and I spell it wrong, my wife would be like, oh, I'll fix it for you, babe. Boom, Instagram. Boom. What? Look, look, I'll show you something crazy, right? Let's say DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me just see. Let me see what my wife posted. Gear Casey. Boom, that goes right to her page. Oh, yeah, the page is connected. Yeah. She connected. Go, she go right to my page and be like, boom. DJ oh man! Don't matter. Wow, it's a safe space. I would put it like this: I wouldn't fuck the baddest bitch with your dick, like, like not at all. My wife oh. will have in- information to everything that she needs, bro. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, don't don't do that because yeah. I've been in the street <laughs> too long. Don't even do that. They know me, man. But th- they know me. But that's, that's disgusting. But if you want that relationship, that's yeah. legit. That's where you gotta be See, with. You can't say you want it, and then you be like, "Nah, you can't look at my phone. Fuck that. No, nah, you can't look. That. You can't. You can't. If you want that, so that comes with it. God, if, if you want it, but you don't want it, you say you want it. No, but, but here it has to come it. with a level of trust. Yeah, trust is it, the, the biggest. How do you thing get here? to that place with somebody that you ain't known? For twenty years, you that's gotta, a difference. Like gotta, I meet, see these girls that you meet them today. They like, let me see your phone. Like I just you in met the, you because last you month. In a, you were in the wrong space. You looking for? I'm the not wrong talking girl. to you. Yes, I'm talking you to are. a black man, and he can. <laughs> and, and, and the only person that can help me is him. But like, am I, am I the wrong? only person that can help me is him. And you but, am, am but, I wrong? But you gotta though? you gotta start off with that trust until they give you a reason Thank not you. to trust them anymore. Thank you. But you gotta start off with that trust. Start off with your trust is earned, though, bro. But you're right. But when the book is all open, what's there to hide? Right. The book is open. Now, if the book is open and I'm on this level with you and you on this level with me, and then if you cross me, then it's over. It's deuces. But you got to get to that level where the book can be open. We got to start with the open book. Right. <sighs> open your heart, Jermaine. Open your heart. Listen, what I'm saying <laughs> is this. I, but it, it history, right? Those trials, those tribulations, those, those, those places, those pot, those years, that history speaks for itself. Correct. You've been together with somebody five years is a long time. You put 10 on top of that. You put another five on that. You put another five on that. We 20 years. That's two decades. Like, it shouldn't be nothing y'all can't do together. Correct. So I understand that. What I'm saying is in the world that we living in right now, how do you get to that space now with somebody that you just met? I got a problem with that. Like, it's just like, it, I just met. I don't I even mean, know you. You just met you, but you're not going to move them in. But when you get to that 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 time, when, when that how relationship starts to go. How do you get? It's, yeah. it's a it's you gotta dating. You gotta up. trust. You gotta open up. You gotta have those conversations, and you gotta get to that point. You posted on Instagram the other day. Yo, I'm, I want to get married on the 26th of this day. <laughs> See, uh, we just I'm, talked I'm about. I'm gonna this. have a wedding. I just need the bride, right? Right. But let me ask you, right? You, 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 you've been out here. <clears throat> is yeah. there is there any ones of the one that you've been out here with that you was like that was the one, but I fucked it up. <laughs> Maybe three or four, like you know <laughs> but, what I mean. But three or four is a lot. Three or four could be you having a, a family, a picket fence, a dog, and being comfortable and right. being able to say, you know what? When I sleep at night, I ain't got to sleep with one eye open to make sure she ain't stealing my chain. That's a fact. I ain't got to feel like she's stealing my this or stealing that that. If you felt it with those three four, but with those three four, you fucked up. I I'm fucked sure up a lot. I know. I know. Hey, I'm a. F- and you gotta understand too what you what you put in. If you go, I don't want to turn her mic off. Turn her mic off. No, because I'm talking to a black man. But but listen, you can't go into something untrustworthy looking for trust. It doesn't work that way. You whatever you put into that is what you you get back. But you but but you done did like. 
And I'm going to be so honest right now, right? When you look at the industry, right, you, 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 there's a couple people. If I had to say there's a top five, right, and not to put anybody business out, right, you say Drake, right? Mm-hmm. You say French. You say Trey. Mano. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said this the other day, and I said, how? Can it me? That's really? You would... Mano, Mano is was out. Mm. When I say Mano is out, mm. used to be out here, but Mano was outside. Mm. Damn, like he's done did shit. I, I want when Mano wants to write a book, I want to be Damn. the publisher of his book because <laughs> he's done did shit that that's just, just ridiculous. I mm. mean, enemies, friends, whoa, East Coast, West Damn. Coast, Instagram, yeah. like. Then we had to turn his mic off. No, <laughs> like, but you know, but you done did it all. You did not yeah. go of every size, white, black, Asian, uh, yeah. Spanish, short, tall, rappers, did singers. You didn't did them all. You did a midget? Numerous rappers. Whoa, come on. Hey, you going? You going? Right, I went too far. Let me come back. Let me come back. You know what I mean? Really back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm back. But you didn't did it all. So now, when do you put the jersey in the rafters and say, yo, I'm done? I think I'm going to start this week. No, this because this is my. This, this that is wasn't my, even yo, believable. No, come on, yo, man. It's like, no, it's, it's no. It's gonna sound some some light skin shit. It's no better feeling than to come home. Your food is cooked. You can come yeah. up with your wife. You can yeah. watch TV. You can watch bullshit on TV. Like this nigga, I watch The Bachelor, and I'm sitting there like I enjoy, I really enjoy it. I'm sitting there with my wife, and I'm watching The Bachelor. Like, yo, this shit is good. You know what I'm gonna say to that? And I and you know what I respect is that when you because this coach golf he's a, and then you know that's I, I do nothing without him man right. he's a he's a gym coach for uh, third graders on on weekdays <laughs> right. um the thing about it when you got when you got your wife and you got your household you can focus more absolutely because a lot of the other shit is noise yes and it, and it's distractions and it's like uh, you all over the place you can focus more on the things that's important. I'm getting there. It's going to happen. Yo, when I fixed up my life, my, my mm-hmm. relationship, shit took off crazy. I was doing well. But right. when that happened, my nigga. Sh- Sometimes those distractions block your blessings. Absolutely. I don't like her talking. <laughs> I'm just, I don't need her you like ad You hate when I be right. You really hate when I be right. Because I'm already there. I don't need you to ad Right, but though. he's saying, he's saying what I'm saying in guy form. And I'm, but you're not saying nothing to him, but you, you don't like when I'm talking. You don't like when I tell you about yourself, basically. Get your shit together. Is that I don't want you talking about myself. And I, will, I really want to <laughs> shut her mic or mute her. But no, I, I I feel it, and I do understand it. But with me, it's like it's like it's hard for me to trust. I gotta. It's hard for they me. They should trust feel hard. the same way to you, mm-hmm. nigga. You the you the same. You you what you scared of is because that's who you been. Mm-hmm. You like mm-hmm. the you like the crazy you dude that checks his wife's phone all day long. Because I never do that though. He's cheating because he's cheating, mm-hmm. so he's thinking his wife is. So he's checking the phone extra. That's the first way niggas get caught. Mm-hmm. When you go too insecure about your wife or your girl's phone. They know, well, why the fuck you being so insecure? Because, nigga, you doing the same thing. That's the first sign of a fucking girl knowing you cheating. See, I never do that, though. I never check people's phones. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. you have. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very rare that I ever done something like that. Like, mm-hmm. very, like, maybe, like, I could count maybe once, Lies. twice, maybe, ever. And that was for reason. But, I mean... We live and we learn and we grow, you know. But I, I, I will say that I, I appreciate that because I do know that you can focus more when you got. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I talked to Fab. Me and Fab had this conversation. 
and and we had the same conversation, and and I respected it. Yeah, you understand. So you know, he said he out the, he out the game, and I respected that. And and with Fab, Fab got a lot of things down the pipeline that's that's mm-hmm. gonna do very very well for him, and mm-hmm. that's partly due to he, what he just told you. And that's really the level up right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I got a problem choosing which one. It's like no, you are judging her or her. Or so you shouldn't be maybe her. You shouldn't be choosing because this one looks this way and this one got a fat ass. Thank you. And this one got big thank titties. Thank you. I, I'm this not choosing one. because thank of that. You. Yes, you are. You know I have conversations with you. I please don't want her here. He is so judgmental. Yeah, we, oh, she has this. I'm looking for a girl. Look, I like this type of woman. I like that type I don't of woman. Want her here. But you don't pursue those type of women. You pursue a certain type of woman. You don't know nothing about me. Yes, I do. <laughs> The problem is you think you do. I do. What I'm saying is that I have a problem narrowing it down. Like she get on my nerves, right? She talk too much. Mm-hmm. She's overly aggressive. Probably violent. Okay. Um, she's gonna make me go crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really, you understand? Like it's hard to narrow down. Which one is the one? Because once you start, I don't want to finish. We got to go all the way. Nobody's yeah, but perfect. The problem is, is, is you where you looking? You can't look at starlets and be like, I'm not in starlets yes, no more. Thank you. I'm thank out of starlets. She's thank aggressive. You. She talks right. too much. I'm out of starlets, she, man. She pours a good drink. Like you can't look at those venues and expect that to be. Mm-mm, I'm Absolutely. not there no more. I'm not there. I'm out of starlets. I'm not. I'm not, in, I'm not <laughs> even narrow it down. I'm not. I'm out of there. You okay. can't be in that world. I'm not even in that. I'm not. I don't even go. I don't even go. You in church? Not, I wouldn't say church. They. I mean, go to ChristianMingle.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm signing me. I'm signing up. Christian, Christian Mingle. Go to ChristianMingle.com. I don't know. But now nah, you just gotta find somebody. You shouldn't be looking for that. You should be looking at who's gonna who's gonna treat you well when you become old. And, and and you got to take your, your high blood pressure pills, and they got to help you to the to the to the doctor. Who's peaceful? Who's gonna wipe your ass when you're seventy years old and you can't wipe your own ass? Who's gonna help you grow? You know, I mean, that, I that that's what you got to think about. But okay, I'm looking at me. Uh, all right, so but how do you keep being attracted to the same person? All right, that's a thing for me. Like I want to be still attracted to my wife ten years from now. All right, well, let me ask you a question. You you date you you, you with somebody? <laughs> Many people. Okay. You gonna not put that on my name? No, I'm not with many. No, she's just people. dating. No, oh, I'm not with. What's, anybody. what's the Talking. longest relationship you been in? Um, can't hold on, man. Hello. Ten years. How did you keep the relationship spicy during that ten years? Um, I'm creative, so I like to come up with certain things. I like to do certain things. I don't do the same thing. I'm not into shit. routine. I'm not into any of and that, that. And that's the thing. And like, sometimes you're gonna have those moments where you don't feel like being bothered, but. It's beyond that. It's, mm-hmm. it's you understanding, like you said, when you have somebody who's a best friend who understands you, you you look beyond that. Like, they understand, okay, they're not in the so mood why, right why'd now. So why did y'all break up? Um, I was growing, and they, were, they weren't growing at the same pace as me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to stay where they were, and I didn't. So, so to answer your question is, mm-hmm. you have to make the relationship spicy. You have to, you have to put that effort in. Like, it might be like, hey, fuck it. Open up the window and hit your wife doggy style with her face out the window. It might be that one yeah. night. Or it might be one night. It might be some sexy romantic shit. Or it might be shit. We're going to go skydiving. You got to keep your relationship spicy and keep what you're doing spicy. And ain't, you know what I mean? Me and my wife don't do the same thing over and over and over again. Shit, it might be, babe, throw on this blonde wig. Or it might be throw on, you know, this, this lingerie. Or it might be 
Whatever it might be. But, you know, you got to keep it spicy. You, you got to work on your relationship. I need somebody to let me try to throw something on. I want to come in the house dressed as Batman. Batman. <laughs> you want a cape? I want to come dressed as... I want to be Batman, bro. Like, that. that's one of my dreams, bro. Like, I've been thinking about being Batman for fucking uh, Halloween, but I want to... Come in the room as Batman. Like, well, you, you got to find a girl first, and then, then we right. can work on the it's, Batman. It's, it's and what it's I'm all saying. a choice. It's, oh my gosh, she's still talking. Because I know what I'm talking about. Regardless, <laughs> being in a relationship is a choice. It is. Like, you can love somebody and not be. It's choosing you. I'm choosing to do life with you. I'm choosing to like stay by you no matter what happens. That doesn't mean take advantage of me choosing to be with you, but we have an agreement that we're going to stick into it. So even if you don't feel attracted to that person in that moment, you still work at the attraction. You work at doing things to better the relationship and to strengthen your bond together. Absolutely. Before I get off of this, I just want to say this though. Like this one is not a love show. Right? <laughs> this, this man came up here and shared a lot of information. And this is like what you. This is like what you want to talk about. All right, and what makes you the it's pro? The you can't it's keep a man. How can I? You can't keep a man. You have a woman. Please let me know if you're in a relationship right now, or if you have any type of relationship that you have kept. I wait. People like me, and people love me. There's two type of men in the world. You know that, right? Yeah, a gaslighter. No, I'm not a gaslighter. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the it's the men that like women, and it's the it's the it's the men that women like. How, how did y'all meet? We know. I, know I her, used her to her intern at Atlantic. Yeah, she's been around for years. She been, <laughs> y'all ever dated? No. Never. Could never happen. Why not? Because that's like my little sister. And I know his stories. I know a lot of his whole stories. You disgust. See, but I would say this, right? And not to <laughs> say this, right? She knows you for you, for your heart. Don't come ahead with this. <laughs> you know, you know why she's here. I'm just saying, you know why she's here. She's not here for your money. She don't give a fuck that you may know. I'm just saying, he's I'm not, dirty. I, dirty. <laughs> no. This nigga to turn into a fucking. I'm just saying. This I mean, is crazy. Because this is my dog. what she's looking for, and what you looking for, y'all are both there. Y'all are, y'all are both, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, this is the weirdest conversation. This is the weirdest conversation ever. And what he wants in a, in a woman is y'all, y'all, y'all are there. <laughs> we got to get him out of here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, as awkward and uncomfortable it is. It, it's, no, it, 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 it's okay. the wrong person. All right. This is my dog. This is like my little sis. She be with corny dudes. She like cops, for one. She he like men, men, men of. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. That's what she likes. Mm-hmm. I don't represent that. You can wear a cop outfit in the bed one time for her. <laughs> like your Batman outfit. You can do that one time for her. Yo, E. She could be your prisoner, and you know what I mean? And that spices it up. Actually, this is the last time you're ever going to see her. <laughs> ever. <laughs> fucking sister soldier, Angela Davis over here. Fuck out of here. Like, yo, listen, man. Thank you for coming, bro. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you, know, and, and more importantly, it. thank you for, for, for talking and giving us some game no, on real estate and, 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 and car flipping and everything and, and just even talking about your own story and some of the things that a lot of people don't know and some of the things that people, you know, speculate. Man, I appreciate you, bro. No, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you you know what I mean? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate y'all. I, re- I really do. And, you know, whatever time y'all need me for anything, call me. I mean, appreciate that, bro. It's done.
Appreciate and I that. apologize. I know we supposed to tape last week. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. But we stuck. understand how. Listen, we outside. We understand things happen. Now, I, and I tell you, I flew to Florida to go look at a house. Yo, it was raining like a motherfucker. Yeah, I flew to. And I even sent you. I, look, I was looking at a mm. building I was going to buy, and I was supposed to come right back when my flight was delayed, mm. and I couldn't get back until six o'clock the next day, and I had to fly Spirit to get back because my son had a football game. Yeah. And now, mind you, Spirit. How was that? Because Spirit is different. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit is different, man. I mean, they don't even assign seats. It's just first come, first serve. Wow. I don't even know why they have flight attendants because they don't give you a soda. They don't give you nothing, no peanuts, no cookies, no nothing. You just basically just sit on that plane. They charge you for everything that you come on. They oh charge God. you for a carry-on, a backpack. If you got a piece of paper on you, they charge you for that. <laughs> wow. But I had to get back for my son's game, and I made it for my son's game. That's so. real shit, though, because that's that because you, it's no ego there, right? No. So it's like a lot of people are like, I ain't flying Spirit. I ain't flying because they don't even have a first class on that motherfucker. No nothing. First class. It's like it's just plain. Just plain. Just seat. You understand? No so, TV, nothing. Nothing. It's just no ego though. So you gotta nope. get where you gotta get. Cause I nope. always felt like that. Like, if I gotta get where I gotta get, I'm flying how I gotta get there. Yeah. It's whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So appreciate you, bro. Thank you again, man. Thank you, man. Really appreciate y'all. Thank man. you, man. Thank you so much. I don't know if you know how we do on the show, but we really be having real cooking, man. Man, shout out to Steph. You know, we got what, what's this? Like Chicken and waffles, man. I'm like this is how this is how we this is how we moving out here, man. All right. This is real kitchen talk. We real got real food. This is gourmet shit, though. Okay. All right. Yeah. Look at this red waffles. What kind of? That's a damn. That's a red waffle. Damn. This is crazy. What kind of chicken is this, though? See now, now, now the mayo. Yeah. What you supposed to do is be like, here's my co-host. Let me give my co-host my plate first, and then I wait for my plate. That's the, see. That's the, that's the that's the thing. Oh, <laughs> is that so? <laughs> this guy is crazy. This guy got a long way to go. He got a long way to go. Is that so? Yeah, you're supposed to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah this is for you. I'll wait for mine because I'm a gentleman. Mm. I... Man, I'm going to be single a long time. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You ain't getting this. <laughs> I, I'll give you mine. They give me another one. No, no it's you okay. Know? You, ha you no, have your... She got hers coming like... I love her, man. This is my this is my dog. I love her, man. But she know like this, what kind of chicken is this? Like I've never seen a round chicken there. Like that's really interesting. Is I need to can I get up? Can we get up? It's a knife right Yeah, but I can't. Can we get up? What? At your favorite tomboy. Oh, hey, listen, man. You already know, man. Don't hustle hard. This is Kitchen Talk. Shout out to DJ Envy for coming through. Thank you again. Thank you. I, you know, I'm a little off because, you know, I'm getting hit from every angle. Right? <laughs> you understand? You know what it is. Tap in with us, man. And we be back. All right. Can, I, can we get up? <laughs>